0: Hi everybody, welcome to FNS Wrestling Podcast episode 85, question mark, yes, yes, Uh, can confirm. Good for us, 85 episodes. I am your host, my co-host and teenage son Jackson is across the tiny table from me. How was your morning, sir? Nice. You had the morning of empty house again, much like, it's going to sound a lot like episode 84 banter because I was again up early on a Saturday, went to basketball, two games for my younger son, won both today, which was good. He played well again. He uh, is the point guard on this team, playing really well. Team won both, so that's good because it's now teams in his division that he'll probably see in playoffs. And you had the house to yourself, so I imagine you did what? Video games? Went out for uh, lunch?
1: Actually, not much. So I'll do that. Really? Like, yeah, I had stuff to do. Wow,
0: good for you. And then you played some video games. And oh, your excitement—no spoilers. But last night you did what? Tell me what you did.
1: I watched the Batman. The Batman. No, the Batman. Batman.
0: Not a Batman. But it's definite article the Batman.
1: Yeah, that's what it's called.
0: And um, good, bad yeah, without spoiling. Yeah, it, it was pretty great. Yeah, pretty great.
1: And I don't really deal with DC. So you don't deal with DC. That is really. can
0: confirm. And you were still cool with it. That's no, good.
1: it was really good. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that R- you're
0: not one of those like I only like Marvel and I will not acknowledge Ripper anything is good. was really
1: nice. The psychotic villains are always pretty. Your fun. favorite, yes. Even like, when we Green watched Goblin. the one rid-
0: even we watched the original Batman from, what, 89? Joker was pretty jo- nice. Yeah, yeah, Joker's cool.
1: Or, like, yeah, I love Green Goblin. Um, yeah, I agree. Defoe.
0: It's just like wrestling, man. The the heels are always more interesting, I find, mm-hmm. right? They're just... Well, I mean,
1: like, some villains are, like, I don't know, there's good villains in different ways, but I feel yeah. like, like, the psychotic ones are, like, just, like, the... <laughs> Do I have anything like to worry about? You're the,
0: modeling yourself after psycho- psychotic just characters. like, the crazy
1: ones, yeah. The, but the Riddler was really cool. Good. Um yeah um and I didn't, I didn't just based on the trailers i wasn't too high on them but i think pattinson did a good job for batman good um
0: i don't even know who that is
1: the guy who plays batman
0: but i know is he he's is he an actor that people know of is I he didn't. famous i, I didn't. didn't yeah i don't know yeah. i don't know famous you, you, people you, very you much you should watch it right I, I might actually isn't it super long though that's one of my problems May I thought it was like close to, to, to three hours. It may or, something. or may not have been three hours. Right. And that's a little more than, unless it's a yeah, Quentin I didn't Tarantino. Really even notice. Unless it's Tarantino, that's longer than I'm, unless I, I don't know. I'd check I it out really if you notice, want. I didn't notice, to be
1: honest. But, yeah. Um, I, I, I actually didn't know. Like, usually I'd know, but, yeah. Beforehand, but I didn't know.
0: And then the, the fun story was that your friend got attacked by a mouse at school yesterday. Yeah. That was <laughs> pretty, pretty funny. Pretty interesting. Yeah. <laughs> he was doing a favor. I guess a mouse came into the gym, right? Which is interesting, but. He just was willing to scoop it up with his hand and try and send it outside. And the mouse mm-hmm. apparently bit him pretty hard, right? Like he's on, I think, antibiotics for it and everything. This mouse yes. a, a viciously <laughs> attacked him. A so.
1: vicious assault.
0: And I'd only heard the story and I didn't know it was actually your buddy that it happened to. So <laughs> as I was driving you guys home from the movies, I learned that it was him. So mm-hmm. good for him getting attacked mm-hmm. by a mouse. He's brave, brave, brave person. Right? <laughs> uh, what else is new? I don't know. It's your mother's birthday today. So you guys got her a couple plants. That was nice. I got her some Lululemon pants and some a ring so far. And then a couple other things that are still coming that I won't spoil in case she listens to this. But I don't think she does. But the couple gifts that are still coming delayed by whatever. Who knows? Me not ordering early enough. Probably I shouldn't. But I want to blame the companies or the delivery. But I probably should have just ordered earlier if I wanted it here on time. But anyways, anything else new in your life? New and exciting? Uh, Another week of school gone? Yeah. Done and done. I can't think of anything exciting that mm-hmm. happened to me. No, I got cleared to go back to full time work. My whatever my issue with my back slash leg has improved a lot. Still not perfect, but good enough that I have been cleared to return to my full duties at work, which is good because I prefer to work than sitting around at home. So that is good news for me. I'll yeah. be back after. Nice. When we have our March break, spring break for our American friends. I'm back to work. But anyways. Spring break. I feel like this is going to be a lengthy episode because I watched a lot of wrestling and you actually have some a fairly substantial figuring it out at the We've end, right? We've
1: got, we're previewing tomorrow's And we're going to preview, blue.
0: which has 11 matches, I think, is I what think I heard. So. so yeah, we're going to get into a lot of the week's wrestling and I figure we should probably start doing that as soon as possible, which I would think would be right now mm-hmm. as we start to talk about some news and rumors. Alright, so we'll take a look at some ratings here, and this week's episode of NXT 2.0, which was pretty rough again, but anyways, we'll get to that. It drew 551,000 viewers down, almost 10%, 9.96, earned a .13 in the key demographic, up 8.8% and a third percent technically, I guess which tied with the January 13th, 2021 episode as the least watched episode on the USA Network. So obviously not great numbers there. Um, But that was the week the show switched to no fans in the crowd, right? So there was sort of a reason for that low number before because it was tough to watch, even tougher to watch with no fans. Um, And it was actually mostly a clip show. They didn't even have, I think it was very little new content on it, right? But um. The demo number, which they actually care more about, stayed pretty solid, I guess. So that's the plus side for NXT. And then AEW Dynamite, it was the go-home uh, edition before Revolution, which is what, tomorrow night, right? We're yeah. recording this on wow. Saturday. It drew 966,000 viewers, so down a little bit, just 4.35%. Earned a 0. 035 in the demo, which is also down 12.5%, so that's not great. But it is the third lowest audience of the year, but still really close to that million-dollar mark. So... Nothing too terrible, I don't think. What do you have for us news-wise today, sir?
1: Um, So, for some reason, it was the week of bizarre mid-card title changes. Cause oh, yeah,
0: you were filling me in on this, because I was Balor, not, I was aware of one, but not the same. Balor
1: managed to beat Priest for the U.S. title, right. and then Priest turned heel.
0: Right, so of course he did. It's kind of interesting. Yeah.
1: But, so, I mean, cool for Balor, I guess. And even more surprising is two weeks after Zayn beat Nakamura for that Intercontinental title, he dropped it to Ricochet.
0: That is surprising. Of course,
1: I believe it was a distraction roll-up, thanks to Johnny Knoxville. Oh, of course it was. And rolling off of that... How could he win clean? Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville at Mania, and also Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory. Buddy,
0: this is the closest I've ever been to being like, I don't really care if I watch WrestleMania. Like, I don't know... What?
1: what... You don't want to see Logan Paul wrestle the Mysterios? What
0: match is a draw so far? Is there anything booked that's, like, interesting? I haven't heard anything.
1: Belair Lynch?
0: I guess. That could be good, Maybe. I guess that's all I got <laughs> out of two days and 20 matches or whatever. It'll be yeah. right. We've got one that sounds okay. I'm
1: saying the unification match, but I really have no desire. To I stay. don't, I'm not super Lesnar interested in versus that. Reigns, I 5, should 000. be
0: probably, but I'm not. No. Well, yeah, you're right. It's nothing fresh. That's for sure. And
1: it's not like the unification will be that like either one champ wrestles on both shows, which Lesnar already does. Right. So, and it's not super new for Roman or they just, Replacing universal title with something else and which...
0: i heard somewhere that the unification is not legit like it won't be one belt for long or at all or there'll yeah. be some sort of loophole where it's back to two belts yeah that's but one, i don't know that's if that's, that's reliable like or they're
1: not. gonna bring in another title which i find it's odd because it will have not even been like six years with the universal right. title like not like yep. just under six years like Five and a half. Probably. And they seem to go
0: through these ways where they want a ton of belts and then they don't, right? And they get rid of what the 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 European title was gone, the Intercontinental title right, is the gone.
1: Cruiserweight title was like lasted like under six years as well, right? Um, I'm trying to think. Like, they can't make up their mind, basically. I'm I guess. Surprised, 24/7 title still exists. Of course, that is
0: prestigious. How dare you suggest uh, yeah, that it not right. exists? No, totally. That's the belt everybody that's, that's, wants. That's my bad. Um, what do I have on a media call? Tony Khan. So this is out of his mouth, basically. Um, addressed several topics I thought were interesting. One, they are looking to have a streaming service. He didn't go into details about it, but they definitely would like one at some point. This is also
1: like with them having had an announcement on Dynamite.
0: Exactly. He's got a big library that they can now use as well, probably, right? Um, One detail I thought was interesting, when he signed Adam Cole, they were on the phone together for four hours and 15 minutes before he signed. Really? So a very lengthy phone call. Um, He said he likes Jeff Hardy a lot. No. But he's technically—he said—still under contract to another company. Is that true?
1: I know he got released. I don't know right. if his um, no, no compete still on. So
0: that might be what he's referring to. He said he'd love to have Hardy, but doesn't no. think. But he said don't consider it a foregone conclusion. So that—I mean, maybe that's just him offering a bit of a red herring, misleading, right? I don't. But I hope. Want him, I right. don't either. I'm with you. Um, here is my favorite nugget from this: When Kenny Omega comes back, they will more than likely do a trios title. So wow, I think, Omega comes I think back they want the him to sort of. Pro- I, the only thing that makes sense is they want him to be the first trios champion, right? With whoever I don't know who it the would box. be, possibly at this point. Who else? I don't know. He could come back doing something completely different, right? That's it's Kenny Omega. Who knows? And he's gone long enough that they. I, could I
1: wouldn't mind babyface Omega again.
0: Repackage him as something, but it sounds like which I think they need a trios title. Sounds cool.
1: I think they could do it way before Omega comes back.
0: And the fun but they're not, it doesn't sound like they're going to. Uh the final nugget was that he likes Cesaro slash Claudio Casignoli a lot and is open to him joining AEW, but sort of non-committal about it. But I thought those were some interesting nuggets from Yay. his call. Yeah. What you got?
1: Um, I was kinda surprised and also confused. Um so that triangle, there was something with that triangle and House of Black on uh Rampage yes. and who to assist that triangle, not Phoenix, no no Eric Redbeard.
0: What? Yep. Really? I
1: am not kidding. Why? I have no idea. How did I not hear this?
0: I. Sorry, on Rampage? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Weird.
1: Yeah. I do not know why. I do not know. Ow, a, i mean but... he's a
0: really big guy and i don't think he's awful hey, so but i
1: don't mind if it's another appearance like the Brody lee tribute true I... true if, if as long as they keep it kind of brief i don't really care it's still weird but
0: yeah and the large plodding guys don't really fit into aew style for me yeah and i don't think he mm-hmm. can keep up no offense to him but i mean anyways um nia Jax in the news for me claims <laughs> that she gets calls from daily Calls daily from quote unquote miserable WWE talent. So uh-huh. that makes sense. I think Story anything sexier. is possible here, right? That could be true, it could not be true, and she's bitter, or it could be the same person calling her daily, you know what I mean? And complaining. Yeah, no, so either I, way, it does like I nothing, like... nothing would surprise me. Whether, exactly. whether yep, it's true, not true, or just one person repeatedly calling her, I'm sure there are miserable talent, um, For and sure. some may still be in contact with her. So, yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. yeah no i think anything there
0: could be true anything and everything file that under the rumors category i guess more so than news maybe
2: Mm
1: -hmm. um so the ladder match field is set who got the last spot of course not ethan page it was christian cage on rampage (laughs) so it's
0: only five in it remind me of who it is again six um i mean we'll preview this
1: later keith lee Mm -hmm. starks Orange Cassidy, Christian Cage. Right. Is that not kind of just a meh field, other than Keith Lee? And a little
0: bit. I won't get into my predictions yet, but yes, it seems like it's. So in, is it Keith Lee awards or skewed in one direction? Yeah, I would think so. Right. It sounds like, like that's I, the way it's going.
1: That's that was my thought in the predictions. Like, I'm not gonna say who I pick, but I'm saying it's it's one of those two. I think
0: so. I would agree with you. It'd be hard to Actually, pick. Oh no. Last. I'm sorry. It's definitely Christian, Christian Cage. Cage. Yeah. And
1: then. We can have their golden prophecy not for Undisputed Era, no, but for Jurassic Express, and their father. They
0: haven't done much with Christian. He's now just like Uncle Christian with a yeah. tag team, right? I'm, Which I'm okay with. I don't need to see him that much. He's a dork.
1: I mean, he shouldn't be with Jurassic Express anyways, but as long as they're going to keep him He's away. certainly
0: not helping their presentation, right? They've exactly. been pretty weak champions, in my opinion. He's Which, not adding anything. I mean, again, for this, like,
1: I like them, but it, it furthers my opinion that. They were not supposed to be champions.
0: I think you might be right. You might be onto something there.
1: I think like that Phoenix injury was disgusting, so they it had was to do dis- something. It was
0: definitely disgusting. There was no doubt he was going to be out for a while. <laughs> yeah, huh? that
1: was not yeah. something I'd yeah. want to see No. again.
0: Um, WWE has no plans for Alexa Bliss before WrestleMania. and excellent. She's tweeted something sort of cryptically kind of annoyed or mystified or something by this. Um, she indicated on Twitter she doesn't know why she's not being used. Uh, and it's kind of odd because she made her in-ring return right at Elimination Chamber, which wasn't long ago, and now it's like we've got what two days with, as I said, probably twenty matches and plus pre-show, and we have nothing for you. Yeah, which is weird. I mean,
1: I don't really care because I no, think I'm not that a huge fan, but... Not, but like it is odd for sure yeah that she's got nothing going on but yeah no that's kind of and she i feel like she's someone they would like like whether she's doing that
0: i thought so too crummy
1: gimmick or not i think they i at least thought they
2: liked her because her
0: character work is good and she was given a terrible character and she really like did the most she could with it right it's not like she didn't try hard um they gave her garbage that they were expecting her to turn into gold and that's not easy but she i don't think she's super strong in the ring to this day still but she does pretty decent character work whereas some mm-hmm. people can't do that but anyways right. whatever I don't care I think care.
1: that gimmick was bad but she tried
0: right I don't need another match added so whatever
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. um and finally the well um we kind of already mentioned it but okay so I have two more I guess Yeah, um, me too. the one we kind of talked about was I don't know if we talked about it last week because I think it was confirmed th- last Friday I think we didn't but I'm not um, sure that Lesnar and Reigns is a unification match Yay. fraud or not
0: Um, right fraud or not is that what you said yeah yeah i mean i've heard it's going to be not it is fraudulent but
1: there's i mean to be fair last unification match they had one title for two years right um i don't think it'll be that long no um and then the other unification match which would have been 2001 um they had they had one title for like just under a year right so
0: i'm guessing i'm gonna say under both i of those. find
1: it actually the first unification match funnier because right they unified the w and the wcw title and then less than a year later they essentially brought back the wcw title yep. under a different name yeah so that's that's kind of funnier. i just feel
0: like that each network's gonna want a title right like i yeah. don't know how they'll feel about sharing one back and forth maybe exactly. i'm wrong but it feels like
1: no that uh, which is begs the question why do this match in the first place
0: I just think because they don't know what else to do for Mania and they need some big ticket item.
1: The Rollins thing fell into their laps they and, don't think rollins
0: the... is top tier they don't think that he moves the needle and maybe they're right i don't know i yeah, like rollins in the ring but whether
1: they think that or not they surely should know that the shield is still money and that people probably like anything when they're involved together like i mean
0: but i also don't think they want to do shield stuff because that means you have to talk about moxley or acknowledge his existence which they not... already did but they, i know they, but i mean and they don't even rare. have
1: to either they can they could totally ignore that too but like Again, that would have been perfect, and they're just not smart. They
0: just don't think he's a top of the card guy on their main show. I think they're just like if they don't, if it's not Lesnar or Cena or Reigns, or if um, that guy Stone Cold wanted to come back, right? Other than that, or The Rock, they don't. They're like, that's it. Those are our options, and 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 it's crazy because only one of those is an active person. I guess Lesnar is two right now as well. (laughs) He seems to be pretty consistent. He is now, but but like I don't even.
1: I don't even know if, like, that, I don't know how much I'm considering that, you know.
0: Yeah. Um. Moving on, we can confirm, it'll come up when I talk about NXT, but Amari Miller has confirmed that she suffered a concussion on Tuesday's <laughs> NXT 2.0 in a match of the year contender, right, with Lash... Le- <laughs> can't say that with a straight face. With Lash Legend, um, she was stretchered out following the match. We watched it, right, and she took... It was basically Lash's finisher, which is a... Uh, what is it like a fireman's carry into a slam or something
1: it was a fireman's carry something
0: and it I she remember, landed it was not hard him. and lash yeah. landed right on top of her right up uh, i mean i'm not trying to be mean but um lash legend's not ready to be on tv she should be training extensively before she comes up. yeah
1: um, no it's not even like she should just stick to her segment because no, that sucks too
0: right um Meltzer noted that Amari Miller at the time had lost feelings in her arms and feeling in her arms and legs. So the fact that it's just a concussion is probably not that that's not probably lucky. That is something that is technically a brain injury, but still um, it's, it looked a bit scarier than that even. So, yeah. So hopefully she recovers quickly and that Lash Legend gets off a TV and stops hurting people because she's not re- <laughs> she's not ready for this, man.
1: Yeah. Um. That. Yeah, it was. I thought she would like kick her in the head or something, but
0: no, it was just like you could see, like, she landed hard off of that slam, and then Lash was right on top of her, too, for it, which I'm right. not sure she was supposed to shoot, like, s- splash her in the process, right? So, yeah, anyways, um, I only have one more. What about you? Um,
1: perhaps the biggest news of the week is Uh-oh. very surprising. Um, Tony Khan's announcement turned out to be him buying ROH,
0: right? So, which
1: I if I was going to guess, I would have said streaming service, but
0: Right. And and what other people were Yeah, cuz wasn't the bit hot rumor like oh it's an HBO something like, affiliated yeah, or, with them. Yeah, something like or, that
1: or like there's a lot of stuff floating around.
0: So now I'm hearing rumors that Cody is uh maybe not going to WWE, although I think he I don't know. I don't know anymore. I about, don't think he is. Um and that he may be handed the reins of Ring of Honor, right? That's your company go run it sort of thing. I think that would be interesting. Um, or
1: Cody's the top dog cuz and, and I saw coding. a thing
0: sort of related that Beer City Brawler. Um,
1: or So that's Beer City Bruiser. Whatever
0: it is. He confirmed that there are no contracts, right? Like nobody has. Yeah,
1: so it's literally just buying like what? It would be like the, the content library and, and like. the
0: intellectual property. Like yeah. the name and the right to all, like all their pay-per-view names and stuff probably. Right, right. So no talent, even though there is some matches already booked for um, the pay-per-view in April, right? Like Gresham's on it. Um, a few other people are on it. So I don't know if it's gonna continue to be a super indie. Again, my dream would be that it's uh, becomes developmental for AEW with storylines. I don't
1: know. I feel like ROH is more of a, like I feel like it's also demeaning to ROH. Like I, don't, I, know, I don't know, but, but like...
0: guess what? He a new guy owns it, so he can do whatever the heck he wants with it. Depends yeah. how much he. I mean, he seems like a guy that's gonna try and respect the history of it, right? But who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, my final story also surprised me is that WWE has Die. terminated its partnership with Russian broadcaster Match and shut down the WWE network in Russia effective immediately. does um, that kind of
1: screw over the people who didn't do anything?
0: I mean, but that's, it's everybody just trying to say, hey, Russia, we're going to stop doing so, any, right? and it, it does make the innocent people of Russia who have nothing to do with this conflict sort of suffer. But if that's what we, people need to do, right, is sort of be like, we're going to sort of isolate your country because you're invading other countries aggressively. Mm-hmm. Um I just couldn't ever fathom Vince McMahon giving up any sort of revenue stream right a guy that's willing to go to Saudi Arabia as much as possible and make ridiculous amounts of money is suddenly pulling I, out of Russia so I guess I
1: mean I guess maybe it either shows that he's a decent human or that he likes his public image
0: or exactly or he figured out that it's gonna be more harm than good to stay there right like whatever the damage, is not worth the money that he's going to make. I would assume it's more of that. Like I think if
1: there was like a lot, a lot of heat on Saudi right. Arabia.
0: I'd, or, and people start canceling subscriptions because they don't like that WWE's not, because Coca Cola and McDonald's are taking some heat because they're not pulling out of Russia at all. Really? So Vince may not want to deal with the backlash because I don't believe that man does anything out of the goodness of his heart, right? Like that's yeah, just I have seems a tough time out of character. That. Yeah uh well that does it for me for news you as well all right so let's move into our first in-depth review taking a look at this week's episode of aew dynamite
1: um and so we kick off the show with tony Khan's announcement which we just talked about so that's kind of he, he is an
0: awkward fellow eh like yeah
1: um i, I'm not and I don't even like think it's bad. i don't
0: think like, it's bad necessarily like, but he's very he was super excited which is cool but he's just a little bit awkward i find and nothing wrong with not that, like just, that
1: he was natural but it felt very natural like it's like it was actually just him yes that it's him I mean, out there and he's I mean, excited yeah. to
0: make an announcement and he's not playing a character it's just him and he's a bit of an awkward fellow public speaking right is not the easiest thing ever so mm-hmm. um yeah that was my sort of take he's just um, a little bit awkward
1: yeah he said when they started aw three years ago I was out of the parking lot i think it was right because they had like that thingy in uh daily's place remember i remember oh, like yeah. pack and hangman standing off and yep. stuff like that i remember pack had like a dragon gate belt with him or whatever <laughs> oh nice because that was before using the like, ew so i we hadn't really seen him right um, uh he said about seventeen years before that, another wrestling company started, Ooh, Ring Ooh. of Honor. And he refers to it as ROH, which I like I know like that's like the abbreviation that I feel like a lot of fans would call it, but I feel like like when it's mostly referred to like um from people in pro wrestling, like on TV or whatever, it's always Ring of Honor. Ring of like Honor. it's more formal. I don't know. I just thought it was
0: I think they use Ring of Honor more ROH. themselves, yeah. Like Exa- the actual exactly. Company. That's what I mean. Like they yeah. I
1: feel like they go Ring of Honor more than like Feels actual like people would. Um uh, he spoke about how he's been a fan of Ring of Honor and he said now he's the owner of Ring of Honor.
0: Ooh. So yeah, I wow. I think that's cool. I mean we mm-hmm. talked about it in the news, but I and I think he, that's cool.
1: He was talking about like the first main event uh of the Ring of Honor show or whatever, or something about how they wanted to wrestle or whatever and so basically just a way to announce the opening match is brian danielson versus christopher daniels yeah i thought that was kind
0: of a, a slick here. little tie-in right like a match that never got to happen that everybody kind of wanted to happen and they both went through roh and it is kind of like a quote unquote dream match so i thought that was a smart way to sort of uh introduce the match and get daniels back on tv for this one so yeah i like i kind of like they that. did
1: mention it's been like seven months which is that's a while for daniels being gone yeah yeah
0: it has been a while
1: and he was on impact for a bit. <laughs> yeah. He was
0: on impact for a bit. You're right. And he's I mean, fifty one or something. And I looked it Kaz
1: up. Is, was elite hunting. He's
0: over fifty. So think of that going into this match. Man is fifty something. Crazy. I thought
1: he would be older. No. Or, no, I thought he'd be
0: That sounds about right. Because I know he's like a bit older than AJ because they're like good buddies, but I know AJ's not quite. How as old, old is AJ? AJ's probably around my age, I'm guessing. So he's super young, like so... in his prime. <laughs> right.
1: That is definitely what I was going right. to say. Um, so, out of the things I consider coming, I did not think you would be buying ROH. I think that's kind of, okay. I think it's kind of cool, but it's pretty crazy. Uh, I'm not sure what this means with Ring of Honor, not having contracted talent and whatnot. I'm interested to see if the cons can sustain two companies or how involved an ROH he is. Like, yeah. I know obviously they could probably fund. But, like they could handle that, but and for sure. But like more money than like McMahon. How it works, like that's why funding it makes... two companies, it's kinda interesting. And that's why I mean? it
0: makes so much sense if he really trusts Cody, right? To be like, It's yours. Like we've all give provide the money and you run the show, right? Like your I wonder
1: how Cody Cody would You've be. You've got
0: the pencil, as they say. I wonder how Cody he would be. I don't you know. know. I mean, that's, that's I, the I, only thing. I just don't know if he could not make himself exactly right like the center exactly. of. And I'm not looking for an authority figure that is like inserted itself into every main storyline, right? Exactly. Which is what I think. Or fear. like
1: he's just like not even like that he's an authority figure, but he just is like a main guy.
0: AJ Styles was born in the same year as I was. Oh, nice. So I he's am a like, few months older he's than He's a he. senior citizen right and he does some very athletic things that i do not somehow uh uh-huh. that is true <laughs> Weird. so
1: you are wait are you trying to tell me you are inferior to aj styles
0: maybe slightly
1: wow i did not see that one coming oh my god um, i
0: just about had a heart attack there i just noticed the low battery ooh, on the computer and i got it plugged ooh, in in time close one. because listeners we have had a couple podcasts in the past when i was new where we lost hours and had to re-record yeah. right so mm-hmm. we're plugged in we're good and, to go oh my god yeah. i got nervous there for a second
1: and uh tony Khan sounds pretty awkward on the mic but it was fine because it's just like the announcements yeah the opener i liked and- it. I'm hoping that he'll resign with ROH because then we're this close to getting all elite Taylor Rust.
0: Oh my God! Give up the dream, I man. I will never give that up. <laughs> I appreciate that you're persistent, and you never know. And as we know, people listen to this podcast. As are we will discuss Ring, later. Ringside, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Many I don't. People. Know. I won't spoil it.
1: And AW because there was something that they did. Um, I don't remember what it was, but they so did. So they're obviously listening to there us. There was something that they did. Um, it was the. Um, the tag title match <laughs> imagine we list. only
0: have a few hundred followers but one of them's aew probably yeah, no uh, why oh, not just
1: like a really important person yeah tony Khan, maybe. could I mean, be you never know there could is no be. way to know
0: yep but i like the start of this show like clearly he wanted to get the announcement out of the way right away i thought he did a good I job i don't even remember
1: them advertising it's this, kind this of is the funny part
0: it's kind of interesting so I'm, I'm cool with it yeah
1: i don't even remember them like advertising it
0: i remember i just remember them saying he had a major announcement
1: I remember them saying that before. And people but like, I oh, whose major
0: announcements sometimes aren't major or whatever, right?
1: I remember it like that they did that, and then it was the Keith. That was for the Keith Lee thing. Yes. Or so I don't remember them advertising it like specifically this week. So I don't. I do, but I don't
0: know if it was on TV or through other internet channels. I, have I don't know. No clue. But anyways, it happened um, regardless. And so
1: we go right into Brian Daniels versus Christopher Daniels. Um, that's. Cool.
0: Daniels and Danielson, great. Yes. Super easy to talk about, but go
1: ahead. <laughs> a technical opener, I would say. Yeah. Uh, between two veterans, one who's quite old.
0: Yes, he is. Um,
1: there's like a lot of holds and counters in the early going. Um, there's single leg drop kick by Daniels after a hammer lock pin from Brian, which I thought was
0: kind
2: of
1: interesting. Hmm. Um, I think it's called like an Arabian moonsault by Daniels for this where it's like he's like springboards up, but then he like sits off the ropes and then flips off.
0: Yeah, that's um, Maybe. It's like Sabu. Sabu. Yeah, yeah, that's that's why I was. Yes.
1: that's how that name came yep. to me. Uh, there's a bone arrow stretched by Brian until rope break. Brian counters the angel's wings, which is essentially a fairy tale ending. It yeah. is
0: correct, mm-hmm. and it looks cool when he does it. He mm-hmm. usually adds a bit of a like a spin to it or whatever. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um. And Brian hits a German suplex. Uh. Pins and counters back and forth, and then the finish comes pretty nice when he counters the BME into a triangle choke. And yeah, just I love in. that counter. Mm-hmm. I like the finish. Um, it is easy because I usually I. I just automatically refer to him as Brian, so right. it works. It does work. Uh, So Danielson talks about them main eventing the first ROH or not, or almost main eventing? I don't know.
0: Yeah, something like I that. I thought they did main it. I don't know. No, I think it didn't happen is why they were bringing it here. Anyways, I, it's I don't know. Not, not a major um, it detail. It says they
1: began and ended with a handshake. Um, he holds the hand of a fallen, Danis, or fallen Daniels and says, let's hear for Daniels and says he's not an ROH anymore and it's time to kick someone's head in and so he does the yeah. the arm trap kicks to Daniels which I thought was kind of funny
0: I love like not even letting the guy get up just go over and like sarcastically shake his hand as he's still like suffering on the mat right I kind yeah. of enjoyed that uh,
1: Mox comes out Mox says you can see Danielson is better than ever he says you can see Danielson's more violent than ever, but he has it wrong, and there are two paths you can take. He says and thinks Mox will get his head kicked in and fade into oblivion. He says he walks his own path, and he'll walk through Brian. He says at the end of this path, he beats Danielson, and the story of John Mox is just starting, he'll write the first chapter on Sunday, it'll be written in blood. He asks Brian if he, uh, he asks if Brian wants to prove him wrong and tells Brian to take a shot, and Danielson acts like he'll fight and leaves the ring. So I'm not sure if, like, they're still going to team? or
0: Right, and I like that we don't quite know that, right? That there's still a possibility that they will join forces? I don't know. But I thought this match it was a smart tie into the Ring of Honor announcement, as I said. And I thought this was a good opening match, right? Like, Daniels isn't what he was in his prime, but the man's 51 years old. And he can still work a strong match. And with Danielson in there with him, right, he can get everything out of his opponent. So if you have a chance of looking good, you're going to look good against Brian Danielson at this point. And I thought Daniels did look good. But in the end, right, you've got Danielson with just too many counters. He just knows too many counters to things. And I loved the counter of the um, Daniels finisher into, what was it, a triangle for the submission. So I thought that was very cool. The aftermath was pretty standard, right? But Mox does a good job always in promos. It was was that standard final face-to-face before a match. uh, And I thought they both did a good job. And... I'm very excited for that match. Like there'll be nothing on WrestleMania that will be as interesting to me as this match will be, right? Like I Yeah, uh, for sure. This to me is main event material, but obviously it won't be because there's other championships involved and things, but this match could be a show stealer, I think, right? So I'm really looking forward to it. And I thought this opening match was good. What about you?
1: Um, yeah, I think it was I I did some weird uh misspell here. It was a uh, it says Thea solid T C T H E opener. Nice. I don't know, know. what that means. I've it solid like some kind of opener. Thea technical? solid yeah. solid technical I don't. opener. I, I don't have know. no idea. Um I think it was just a solid opener. I we'll go with that. Um I, I liked a decent amount, not as much as some other openers, but I think it's pretty good. Uh, I like that kinda came off of that opening bit. Um I think Dan's looked good in his return after a long while. And working and definitely helps him. I like DeAnderson's a little bit after Mox had a nice promo as well. For sure. Overall, pretty solid start, I would say. Me too. Um, good for what it was. Yep. Um, speaking of good, psych. Um, Sting um, says he was told if anyone gets involved on Friday, they're getting suspended or something. Um, and Darby says he doesn't need anyone's help to win the TNT title. Basically, there's a three-way last yes. night. That's, I mean, a triple threat. Um, it... Was Andrade, Darby, and Samuel.
0: So Sammy retained, I assume. I haven't watched I it. I believe, but yeah. I would assume so. I think I would have noticed. or heard mm-hmm. something otherwise. Yeah, yeah. I thought this was like a pretty generic promo, basically reminding us of the match on Rampage and the pay-per-view matches, kind of thrown in, and that was the main point of this. Um, I mean, Darby Allen isn't the best promo, but I think he's fine at this point, right? So I, whatever. Better this, than Sting. I just thought this was it. Was there? They talked about matches upcoming to remind us, and that was about it.
1: Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I didn't love Sting as always. I thought the whole, like, when Darby was saying that line about stealing the show was one of the lamest sounding things Darby has ever said. Yeah. And it doesn't seem fitting for him. I don't know if he it's just me. He shouldn't care, right? right I, I feel should... like
0: his character doesn't care about that. I think it's like every but... time
1: we go, we steal a show or something. I'm like, that's kind of odd for you to say. I think so. That's a little
0: like, out of character for what we know about him, right? He, yeah, he, I was kind of... The Darby of Allen I think of perplexed. wouldn't care about that.
1: The Dar- Darby Allen I, I think of just... Has people's he just wants to go like paper mask.
0: take massive risks and do crazy stuff. It's not because he wants to steal the show. It's because that's how he is, right? He's a um a daredevil, basically. But Darby Allin
1: I know wears paper masks with people's faces. That on too, him. and talks less. <laughs> and talks less. Exactly. <laughs> not that he's terrible, but no, I like the
0: Darby the Allin. I know wouldn't
1: even get to the point where he says that line, right? Um, next we get the tag team Casino Royale winners advance Revolution. They're not doing this in like the suit format they're doing no, this like a right. royal rumble which yeah. is interesting i mean it does allow us to see what a tag team royal
0: rumble would look like and it the weird thing cool. is the vast majority of these teams we saw in a battle royal last week right
1: yeah but i'm okay i mean at least they did kind of mix in some new ones bear yeah. country
0: got their shot everybody bear county so oh yeah. obviously they we know who won i just spoiled who won by saying they were even in it
1: yeah you probably should Dominant. have saved that because i no one we didn't know so you could have saved that surprise okay, long story Seth.
0: short bear count bear county eliminated everyone in one
1: yeah they, they set the all-time <laughs> high record they, for they
0: were in first and everyone that came in they just immediately threw them out <laughs> exactly and then it was over they
1: even forced other teams. brock lesnar did and yeah and they, just killed and everyone they even forced other teams to enter who weren't supposed to enter and eliminated them too, right. just to be just to be more dominant. all bear county all the time and then they mauled some more people because they're bears they are
0: Exactly, what really happened though?
1: <laughs> um, we start off with f t r and top flight top
0: flight super fun sequence to start right yeah, like Darius welcome is back, back Darius and Dave yep. yeah, flew it was around. really nice uh, yeah, there's was a tag off by
1: top flight and the acclaimed enter um I think it's funny they're still fighting as the as is doing his rap and whatnot right so I thought that was kind of yep. nice. um there's a strike combo by bones on Darius um next we get five and ten of the dark order. Um, there's back by, drop by 10 and to... Five wrestled in his hat for quite a yeah, while, Yeah, for right? a little bit. Yeah. Um, first, a little bit. Um, back by, drop by 10 to Dante, followed by a top rope shotgun dropkick from five. Butcher and Blade enter next. FTR eliminate five. Farsi Bonds enter next. And then we get the biggest entry of all time in the history of anything. Um, Barry County enter during the commercial break. How dare they? Yeah. And actually, how dare they? Um, Pound and Powerful also enter during the commercial break, like, um excuse me Mm -hmm. how dare you i do not think oh wait no never mind after the commercial break power and powerful toss out um bear county so what you
0: sure you got that right
1: i'm pretty sure i saw that i could have messed up i'm pretty sure i saw wow good for
0: santana ortiz they were pretty over the crowd likes them yeah which i agree with
1: which sucks why they got tossed out then right Yes, that's right. You were talking about Bear County, right? Yeah, of
0: course. Obviously. <laughs> yeah, oh, when am I not talking about Bear County? <laughs> exactly. Just assume if I'm talking, it's about Bear County.
1: Oh, right, yeah. Even if you're not talking about Bear County, you? you're still talking about exactly. Bear County. Exactly. Um, top flight, Tasso, Max Caster. So that's kind of sad. Um, best friends, which is Chuck Taylor and Trent Beretta, as he will always be referred to. They <laughs> he enter- is
0: Trent Beretta now. Yeah. You're, you're allowed to call him that. I
1: have to call him that now. They. they they made sure I know that he is now Tremperetta, so I am legally obligated to always call him Tremperetta. Right. Right. Um, they hit their classic eat-defeat-half-and-half-suplex combo to Dante Martin. Always looks good. I like that, yeah. Me too. Um, Bowens tosses O'Griff Garrison. Apparently, Pillman was also eliminated at some point, and I missed that. Me so, too. So, loser. Um, <laughs> Grayson and Uno the Dark Order enter next. Um, Ten eliminates Blade with a pump kick. Uh, three-on-one, strike flurry by Dark Order to Butcher, and then they eliminate Butcher, who I noticed has a beard and not a mustache. And he is lean now, too. Um, Smash contraption to Bowens. Smash contraption to Grayson. The Young Bucks enter, and FTR are standing in the ring awaiting their entry. Uh, The Wingmen enter during the commercial break. Hold the phone. I thought Avalon was gone. I I thought so, too. Because I was was like, who's the
0: other guy there right mm. and you're like oh it's peter could've been jd drake i guess or but definitely wasn't no <laughs> they're not not similar in appearance at all <laughs> but um, um, uh, i mean maybe jd drake, was drake was got Avalon himself in it. wicked shape no, i mean shape. like it could have been like, yeah, instead of Avalon, yeah
1: yeah um and then and then we're, the big hits just keep on coming because next up boys is gun club yes hell like, yeah they get distracted by the crowd the ass boys chance so austin takes a smash contraption and Colting a double super kick and then they get eliminated mm-hmm. so. They got all
0: they needed in there, I think.
1: I think they need nothing, but.
0: Right, which they almost got.
1: And I, as I I will, if I've said it once, I'll say it again. The big hits keep on coming as we get Brock Anderson and Lee Johnson. Yes. Yeah, hell yeah. Brock
0: got to hit as an Arn. Double A Spinebuster to somebody. Oh my God.
1: Brock Anderson looks so boring. He is
0: beyond generic. um,
1: just, he doesn't even like. He just.
0: Because Arn had some sort of charisma to him. Brock has done nothing. And Brock does not so far. <laughs> it's skipped it yeah. skipped a generation, um, it looks Bowens
1: like. Collins pulls a Ricky Starks and Mrs. Batten's mask to eliminate him. Ortiz eliminates Chuck Taylor. Uh the Wingmen both get tossed out. Stu, um, Grayson gets eliminated in Catchu. Two point oh last. Another big entry. hmm. Um, the Bucks eliminate Brock Anderson, oh no, and then Lee Johnson, bigger oh no. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, top flight, eliminate Bowens. Uno and Trent Beretta battle on the apron. And Dan Housen appears to track Uno and Trent Beretta. Eliminates him. Uh, Pound profile in 2.0 battle on the apron now. Um, Parker gets eliminated. Matt Lee soon follows suit. Uh, 2.0 then help FTR take out Santana Ortiz. And Matt the crowd Jackson. was not happy when Santana yeah. Ortiz got eliminated. There I were some will boos, right? I be not happy with them again in right. a moment. Yeah. Um, Matt Jackson takes out Trent Beretta. Poor Trent Beretta. Um, so contrary to last week's battle we have six men left once again this time three full teams in the bucks FTR, and top flight so Mm it's a little interesting i like that they kind of went the opposite route yeah that makes sense um dante eliminates cash but he takes himself out too like a big dum-dum um re-dragon distract dax so the bucks eliminate him and then he takes a total elimination on the outside the bucks and darius martin are the finals nick gets eliminated why does nick keep getting tossed out first
0: irony i guess it's not what you'd expect i don't but know
1: But he he's the better one
0: that's what i mean you don't expect that i guess and then you're like if he's going out maybe matt is too uh,
1: i don't know no i'm the grasping at straws sucks. here I'm just coming up with something <laughs> um nick gets it's in the map barely avoids it they both end up needing brintree shots low blow and a super kick by matt for the win so woohoo i get the match you i got wanted. what you
0: wanted you called Woo! it early on do you I know did. wrestling or what i
1: think i do you do i, I think, think you so. might as
0: well um i don't know like this was again things get crowded at some point right And was i was a bit thinking of a, of like a i think
1: some parts of it got dull but i think it was still like generally mm-hmm. a good battle royal i think i liked last week's more but i think generally they did it a good job again
0: they, it started out really hot with top flight i mean we got a bunch of smash contraptions which right, i, I always like enjoy it was
1: good like but they kind of have to go the opposite because whereas like i feel like in the right. other one you start crowded and then you can kind of descend into more wrestling. This one you can kind of start wrestling and then you kinda of get crowded and yes, then you go back. You down. can
0: weed them out. Yeah. Um nothing super memorable I thought, which was disappointing. Cause even like for us a personal favorite of ours is Stu Grayson. It usually does something ridiculous, right? Or a couple things. So there was no like super amazing spot to make this really memorable, but
1: sucks that Silver and Reynolds gonna be in it, but they are involved in the movie,
0: right? So I, I I mean, it held my interest and it ended the way I thought that it would, basically, right? So we are getting what sort of you predicted a few weeks ago, and I'm gonna make a prediction here, um, because I sort of thought it was gonna happen anyways, but I think I said it a couple weeks ago. I think Ten's gonna lose his mask soon, and I think this mask now has cost him a match and cost him basically an elimination from here. So that could be the story I mean, they so go I've for, got it, right? I've got rid of his, too. Right, so I think... And Grayson never wore one. Because I think they see something in 10. I'm not quite sure I do, but... Um, I think
1: he has maybe potential. I mean, I I haven't seen anything amazing from He has some cool from,
0: power moves, but I don't know about I his selling and anything else, right? Maybe but we'll see.
1: Yeah, his mask kind of looks like a DC character. I'm not... But I, I feel maybe. like... Because
0: he's not a bad-looking dude, so I feel like the mask is on its way out, but that's my... But yeah, this match held my interest. I was fine with it. I'm pretty I mean, sure
1: his... Instagram handles press ten. and yeah. Or press ten, like yeah. a ten.
0: I'm happy with the result. It's gonna create a pretty cool dynamic for the match coming up uh, tomorrow night, I guess, right? So I, I was fine with this. Nothing exciting, yes, but it was solid.
1: I think, like, I mean, I there are some I I'm really interested in Hangman Cole and yes, little less Agreed. so, but also very a lot for Mox Danson i don't know this might be my most anticipated i think it's either this or the world title match
0: and odd that there's nothing for house of black right
1: yeah i don't i mean i don't think like anything like they're not there's nothing ready i guess exactly technically, I, I i I'll, I'll talk about it later but i was thinking hey i popped my murphy versus phoenix would be absolutely insane yeah it would be
0: that would be awesome but we could get some, once those trios titles comes, even House of Black, that's an awesome because I love the I love Murphy. big power guy. You've got the striker guy and you've got like Murphy who's like your kind of hybrid high flyer or whatever guy. So that's I, a cool he little... He can high fly. He's, he's got a, a cool group. big power and he's, yeah.
1: he's a striker. Yep. Um. Next we got a Chris Jericho promo. He said that this Sunday Eddie finally gets his chance to win the big one because Jericho is the big one. Yep. Uh. Jericho did a promo about how he's going to beat his ass and laugh at him. Santana Ts walk up to Jericho, they fist bump Jericho, mm-hmm. and Jericho asks if they're good, and they kind of like, they walk away, but they're like, it's kind of like... Uh, they're
0: okay. Or, le- I don't know, like, I, I was confused. I
1: really like Jericho being like a dick heel again, like, Me I think too. that's the best use of him. Uh, yeah, definitely. But, again, he's gotta stop using the business terms. Agreed. Like, it's really annoying. What did he it's say just, this like, time? I don't remember, but... Because I, I, I it was borrowed it But, like... I know I, it was something like that. I don't remember what it was, but it was, I think, oh, I think he was talking about, like, how oh, we did a promo last week or oh, something. Yeah. Like, I think it was something like that. Tim Sinclair thing is done. And why the hell did he fist bump them? What was like, in the business? Did the past few weeks mean nothing? Like.
0: I don't know. I'm hoping it's Santana and Ortiz setting him up, but I was confused as well. I hope so, well. but I
1: mean. I guess I can trust them. But... but I
0: am preferring this Jericho. And I think that I like the whole you can't win the big one story. That's a good mind game. I still
1: kind of want him to retire, though.
0: For Jericho to go. Um, He's back in shape, right? So I'm really hopeful for a good match because Kingston's going to tell a great story in the ring. Um, And he's a, he's a good wrestler, right? So I'm hoping that they can pull something out. Because if Jericho's in shape and ready to go, um, it could be interesting. And I don't know. Everything Eddie Kingston does interests me. So I'm fine with this match existing. And... I, like you said, i much prefer this this heel Jericho for sure. So if, I was fine with
1: this. If they must use him.
0: I was fine with this, but also confused by the fist bump, hoping it's like a red herring or whatever, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Next, we get a CM Punk promo. Another yeah. long one.
0: Looking sheepish as he heads to the ring, right? Because yep. coming off of the... It's basically the idea is like, is he responsible for a villain origin story, right? Like... Is basically okay. what's going on.
1: Because so... Like in um the MCU like uh, Marvel the M- Marvel Cinematic yeah. Universe, um it's like a lot of Iron Man villains or also Spider Man villains are kind of by Iron Man's design. Like right. um in Iron Man three, like um him kind of neglecting this one guy kind of come back to bite him in the right. ass and that or um or like a uh, Vulture, you know Michael Keaton yes. in um the first Tom Holland Spider Man also because yep. of Iron Man or um. Jake Hall's Mysterio right also because of Iron Man so it's kind of and that's, that kind of deal
0: and Punk's playing a character and at a point in his life where he would be he would consider that right and he wouldn't be comfortable it's with not that. like it's Prime he Punk he doesn't right he's not heel Punk he doesn't right. want to be responsible for creating this evil monster that maybe he did right as it was left last week because he was kind of like is this true without really into the microphone and and MJF was like yeah it's true right after the the crazy promo that, that MJ is cut what last MJF said. Week. So we're expecting a payoff here. What happens?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so CM Punk walked out to the ring using a plain white t-shirt.
0: Which which we now know should have been a tip off, right? Mm-hmm. Usually that's a sign <laughs> was, of something was both of them. A lot of white clothing involved here. <laughs> Punk Wonder said why.
1: he used to look in the mirror and ask himself, Am I the bad guy? He said he doesn't believe that everyone everybody's the bad guy in the story. Eh, well, some people are. If you're you're Paul, whatever his last name is from the Batman. <laughs> Um, Punk said, said up until last week he thought that Max was the bad guy. He talked about how MJF showed courage last week.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, Punk admitted that he can't shake the feeling that he's being gaslit, which means
0: it means like someone's convincing you that um, y- the reality you experience isn't isn't the case, right? Like gaslighting means you're trying to convince them that the the way things are aren't the way things are, and that it's mm-hmm. something else, right?
1: Uh, Punk said he didn't think Max is lying because he believes those things happened to him. Punk added that he didn't know if it matters. Punk talked about how there's this famous picture of younger Punk with Steve Austin. And he said that he didn't lash out when Austin took his ball and went home. Good point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Punk spoke about how, since he's been in EW, he saw Max knock out who had suffered from Parkinson's. He said, and he's seen Max bury Brian Pill in his hometown. Um, Punk talked about how he's heard Max say awful things about Darby Allen's uncle who died. Punk added that he hurt, hurt people, hurt people. Uh, Punk mentioned uh, he did not shake MJ's hand when he first got there. Punk said there's not anything else he can say that can be more impactful than anything he can do. He wanted Punk or Max to come out there so they can have a conversation in front of the world. And he comes out in a white suit.
0: With no intro, no music, just like kind of serious... Um, looking a little bit sad as well. Yeah. Um, right straight <laughs> to the ring. Yep.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, Punk talked about how he poured alcohol on somebody's throat. Who did he? Who would he have done that to? Uh,
0: would that have been Road Warrior Hawk? I believe. What? Maybe I don't know. Really? I don't That's know. So weird. I remember there being some sort of storyline. Oh. Um, anyways, he I'll try mocked a dead
1: person by using their ashes, which was Paul Bear Undertaker in 2013, and he, I think he also would, uh something about like. Guys, if she's heard earlier, I don't know. There's some reference to the 2009 feud with Jeff Hardy as well.
0: Maybe that's what it was. Uh, no, it might have been Hardy. I don't
1: think he, it might have, no, but I think there was a separate reference to Hardy, right? Um, uh, Punk told MJ that all the hay isn't gonna keep you warm, it'll burn you up. Punk said his respect isn't given, it's earned. He said this is about that 11 year old kid that looks up to MJ the same way Jeff looked up to Punk. Can't imagine a lot of kids are looking up to MJF, but sure. Um, that led Punk thing, he. Splash water in his face and ask himself a question. Are you the good guy? Punk said that his answer is that he sure is trying. Punk extended his hand for a handshake. MJF walked away from him at first. While Punk tossed the microphone down. Um, MJF pushed hand away and hugged Punk in the middle of the ring. And then they kind of hug for a second. And then MJF steps, steps back and kicks him in the balls.
0: Obviously. There it is. We all knew it was coming.
1: A uh, la Michaels and Jericho at right. WrestleMania 19. Yep. Um, then he hits a heat seeker. And he's wearing a white shirt with the Punk and MJF shirt or Mm -hmm. image on it. Um, Sean Spears and Wardlow come down. Spears got a dog collar. And uh, Wardlow has the ring. FTR were there to kind of block off security guys. Um, MJF punched Punk with the diamond ring. And he kept going. Um, And then Punk was like bleeding. Um, A lot. Like mm -hmm. a ridiculous amount. He said they... Enough
0: to worry that he's losing too much blood, to be honest.
1: Yeah. Um, and just said he's um, he's going to show Punk in the mind suit that he's the devil himself. Um, Spears pulled on the chain to choke Punk against the ropes, mm-hmm. and then uh, basically Sting, hanging him over the ropes. Darby Allen and Sammy Guevara make the save, mm-hmm. so he has run away. I should correct that to say Darby Allen and Sammy Guevara made and the save Sting while Sting saunters out. saunters out,
0: right, as a man's being like bleeding to death and strangled. That he just yeah. kind of wanders out also as the Punk, other two guys run. Like
1: said. I'm a snake or something, which yes, is a Ring did. of Honor reference to Punk. Yep, I believe.
0: Um, yeah, man, I I I like this a lot. I like because Punk's kind of torn, right? In this speech, he's kind of saying like, I don't want to be responsible for creating this evil villain, but is is CM Punk leaving wrestling for seven years really like? does he have to feel responsible that that made a super villain like is that right, really like, I don't know if he should like could MJF not have persevered like he didn't whenever what did he say when when Austin right he didn't turn psychopathic or whatever so i like that he's sort of debating back and forth um and i we all knew what was going to happen we all like that was a thing last week right as long as this turns out the way i think it is then that MJF promo last week was amazing uh, and it did and i like that they made us wait a week to get the payoff too Um, and I think this elevates this feud right even further Um, and it should bring out the really like best or worst whatever most vicious side of punk in what should be a probably very bloody match Um, so yeah I like this I don't know this is kind of a a really good pro wrestling segment right between two people who can talk and two people who are are actually good actors which there are none of those on NXT unfortunately but yeah (laughs) I like this
1: yeah um, I like this a lot as well. I think the promo from Punk was really good, a different, like really showing he did kinda change perspective. Um I think MJF is a really amazing, true actor. Like he could slip into movies if he really wanted yep, to. He could. Um and even though I knew it was coming, he really sold reconciling with punk and everything. Like yep. he's whether you he know it's coming or not, he always sells the crap out of it. Right. Um I think even the attack afterwards was really cool because it was just super, super like vicious. brutal. Like yep. yeah. I think it was really cool. Um, I like the one line after because it's like a callback to ROH Punk, I believe. I think overall was great. Pushes us closer to the pay-per-view match in a way I think that they should have. I think they did this really yeah.
0: well. like last week he made us feel bad for him, MJF, almost, right? And then mm-hmm. this week he basically tries to kill a man in the ring. So yeah. uh, I love that. That I mean, MJF's fantastic. I don't Absolutely. know what else to say.
1: Um. So next we get Keith Lee interview. He cuts off Team Taz when they show up. They say, I think someone said greetings and salutations, which is a nod to Keith Lee. I think he said that before in oh, yeah. WWE. Um, he says if they keep interrupting, there will be no one left. Um Stark says if Lee shows up on Rampage, he won't make it to Revolution. There was a little more, but I didn't really catch much. Yeah, it was like the it same as last week, fine. basically. I right? think it's good to get Lee another showcase up before the pay-per-view, even though I probably won't see it. And in fact, I did not.
0: Neither. Um Yeah, I don't know, but like a prolonged sort of introductory feud with a really low card guy. I don't know if that's maximizing Keith Lee at this point. And this was pretty similar to last week. And I just don't really care much about team Taz. Like again, this team that kind of talks tough and doesn't, doesn't win anything. Um, So I don't know. It's hard to see team Taz as formidable. Like I, I imagine Keith Lee should dispatch of, starks and i imagine he did i don't know but yeah, yeah know. It,
1: it adds like another layer to, is keith lee gonna win or is this right be it's almost
0: like they don't want keith lee talking because he just keeps getting interrupted right he basically gets which, one
1: again i think he's been pretty good so far i
0: felt like there was a little bit of going back to his previous a little bit delivery this week I which i don't, don't been, like yeah i agree it's been better
1: like, i really enjoyed that first when he got like so
0: and starks is a good talker maybe for they're sure, picking their battles or something yeah i guess so and starks is better at talking but yeah, he's just not back. They don't back much up, to be honest.
1: Yeah, um, again, I, I, I want another mid card title because I feel like whether it would be Lee or not, I feel like Lee doesn't have much to do in the TNT titles. Like they just need something else. I know they need. Something I can't go down else. this road again.
0: I don't want more titles. You they, do. They need. <laughs> we talk I, about it every week. I
1: know they're not gonna have. They're. Not, I'm not saying they have too much. I think like all they need is one more mid card title. Trio titles are good. Yes like and i just feel like especially because they have a lot of rosters it's not only, like that they have a big roster it's that they have like a big roster put of on roh and people that they that deserve to have something and also something bigger than roh
0: have the roh title and the tv title over there i don't know it's fine but anyways <laughs> no, keep going i don't want to talk what you about mean, more Taylor belts. Russ is gonna hold all the ring of, of honor titles the belt so. collector 2.0 <laughs> yes <laughs>
1: um so uh, next we get Britt Baker and Jamie Hader versus Mercedes Martinez and Thunder Rosa.
0: Kind of looking forward um, to this. Love three of the four of them.
1: Solid TV tag uh, for women's match of the week. Mm-hmm. You know, you think they'd try to do different. It's Women's History Month or whatever, but
0: yeah, they're 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 sticking with the formula. One match at this time, basically.
1: Yeah. Oh, really? It is kind of the same time. It I is guess, pretty yeah. much
0: the same time most weeks. I, I think see. it's like beginning of hour two, usually around there somewhere. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah.
1: And I think the the last time I remember the main eventing would have been
0: Thunder Rose and Brit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which was awesome.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, there's a shoulder tackle struggle between Martinez and Hater, with Martinez getting the better of it. Um distraction from Rebel allows Baker to Superkick Rose and Heater takes control. Martinez hot deck into commercial breaking a T Bone Suplex to Hater for two. Um, a ripcord forearm from Baker, a backbreaker by Hater, a super kick by Baker, and then a heel trip by Hater. Combo for two. Mm -hmm. So that's mouthful. Uh, Death Valley Driver by Rosa for two. With Hater breaking the pin, Martinez hits a cannonball to Hater on the outside, and then uh to or to Hater and Rebel, and then Rosa hits the Fire Thunder Driver to Baker for the win. Yeah, that was surprising. Baker.
0: Yeah. Um. I don't know, man. I thought this was just okay. There was something off here. There was a bit of sloppiness. Seemed like some confusion. (sighs) And the finish was very surprising because you've got than the Dusty Cup. Baker taking the, the clean pin, right? It was still yeah, a lot it, better it, than it, Dusty it Cup so It makes far, me but...
1: more the opinion that this is not Rose's time right now. Right. Uh, maybe. I don't we'll I, th- I don't think she's getting the way that over is usually a wrestling case you know right I mean? if you get a clean pin and I here. mean hey that that's a solid strategy because I mean it doesn't make Baker look like I mean sorry I mean it makes Rosa look like she's like she looks pretty strong heading in and then like she's like she can kind of take the loss yeah like, and then they can build back up when they actually want to go
0: right um I thought Hater seemed to miss a few spots here and I didn't really get into the match despite being a pretty big fan of three of the four of these women and sometimes I find hater good too I find her kind of hit and miss I don't know I was saying, is it chalking it up to a bunch of singles competitors not being used to working tag matches? Were they not given enough? To, I don't know what it was, but it did not work as well as I hoped. It I don't think it was bad. I just think it was kind of okay.
1: hmm No, that's fair. I think it was I think it was solid. Um or fine. Yes,
0: fine. Um, FNS special. It was yeah, fine.
1: I sort if we ever like actually get merch, that's gonna be one of them.
0: FNS Wrestling Podcast. It's dot 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 fine. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: That's my exactly. Thought.
1: That, that would be awesome, actually. <laughs> yeah. Or, like, I feel like, like, um...
0: Contact us if you think that shirt would be cool. Yeah. Right? And oh, we'll yeah. make it happen. We
1: could, like, it could either be, like, something, some sort of design where it's, like, FNS Wrestling Podcast. It's fine. Or, like, it's, like, the logo on the front. Oh, okay. So, oh boy, here you know, we like, go. one of those shirts with, like, the pockets. Yeah. Or it doesn't have to have a pocket, but it's, like, a small logo on the chest. And then on the back, it's, like, a, it says it's dot, 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 fine. Because so I feel like we'd have to differentiate from the current. Mm-hmm. It's not like we have it up. I mean the ones that we had me, Yeah,
0: we have our own shirts and hoodies and, and stickers. stickers. Yep, we got merch. you want a sticker,
1: hit me up and I will... I don't... Try
0: and get you a sticker. Kevin, I know you're listening and you always gave comments every week. If you want a sticker, All right, then... Let me know how you feel about a sticker. You know, <laughs> that's our guy. <laughs> we do have uh, We hear from him every week and I love it. I got this, a regular mm. commenter.
1: I think I, it wasn't the best, but I think this was like probably one of the best matches we've gotten in recent weeks for the women. Um not a high bar. No, given there's one. And a I week. can't
0: remember, but yeah, it was fine.
1: Uh Martinez Rosa. Right. Uh Cargill Bunny.
0: Well, that was obviously a barn burner.
1: Mm-hmm. Barn full of bunnies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think again the commercial work was poorly timed, but thankfully it didn't mean everything here. We still got a fine match. I think it was a bold choice to have Rosa Pin Baker. Definitely makes me think. Surprise Baker's me. Baker's winning at tomorrow.
0: That is normal wrestling. Yeah, logic. which I mean makes sense. Yep.
1: Um, so Ty Conti interview Green Hair Cargill interrupts and says nobody cares about her karate crap. That made me laugh because she yeah.
0: couldn't even care to get the r- martial art right, right? Because right. it's not karate; it's um jujitsu and, and something Judo. else, right? And it's just like nobody I cares think... about your karate crap, and right. I, that made me laugh.
1: Um, and then Sterling says something about like a some sort of like contract, and like basically Conti can't attack her, right? As Anna Jay's is holding her back. There wasn't much here. It's the fine. holding back
0: looked pretty lame. Yeah, honestly.
1: Yeah, um, and I don't think Conti will win. Unfortunately, it's not time
0: yeah um i think i like jade better when she's interacting with a person and not just cutting a promo to the camera like i'm gonna keep my eye on that going forward but i feel like when she's actually talking to a person i find her more interesting than just cutting yeah i a remember promo. her
1: um camera promos used to be pretty repetitive
0: yes they are but yeah i, I kind of liked her attitude coming through here but especially the karate line made me laugh but yeah so this is fine oh well,
1: i forgot to tell you because i didn't cover news but statlander or, sorry, not Stylander. Sheeta came back and attacked Dieb on Rampage. So oh, nice. Good. That's I wish they'd done that sooner is a lengthy feud, to man. To put it on the pay-per-view. Another match. Of, We're good. 11. No, I'm saying instead of oh. one of these lesser matches. Okay. Or instead of two of these lesser matches. Um, But, um, yeah. So, anyways. But, oops. Um, next we a Hirsch Statlander package, um, I didn't catch a lot of it, but Statlander said something about Hirsch being mad at her for winning, basically, and, like, she was being childish, Yep. and Hirsch, um, was still mad about the adoption line, Statlander said before, and says, and asked why, like, she's talking to a camera, and they should just, like, settle or Fight. whatever, yep. and they both say they're done talking or something, um, I thought it was fine, not sure if I'll see this, because it is a pre-show match, but.
0: I'll watch it. I usually watch I'm, the pre-show.
1: Um, It's this and hook you two much child.
0: I like this and I was trying to think why am I such a sucker because I always say it for the back and forth style of promo and I think the reason is because especially for like the less experienced per- people it limits how much they have to say in one shot right so instead of having to say like a paragraph or a bunch of lines they can basically go one or two lines and then go back to the other person and it kind of forces them to keep things simple so I, this worked, I think this did what it needed do to do. I enjoy them a lot. Yeah, yeah so I, I was trying to think about why I like them. And I think it, it helps keep things brief and simple and kind of, I, I thought this was just fine. It did what it needed to do, right? mm
1: mm-hmm. um, And then we come to what can only be described as Clash of the Titans. As we Kinda, get, they're both Wardlow monsters. Wardlow versus Caesar Bononi. No, I mean like just because they're both megastars.
0: Bononi is bigger than Wardlow, eh? I, yeah. I thought that was an interesting mm-hmm. choice.
1: Uh, brief scuffle before powerbomb by Wardlow. Two more power bombs. He wins. Wow, surprising. Uh, Spears goes for the chair attack on Benoni for the usual and Wardlow stops. That they kind of have a stern stare off. Yep, and that's the that's and, and that was your Wardlow squash. And that's and this. Spears back
0: down right. So basically, yeah. it's another baby step in the Wardlow turn. He stops Spears from the chair attack. He wins the stare down with Spears. So at least, yes, it's another repetitive squash match for Wardlow. But at least I'm seeing baby steps towards something happening, right? So that, yeah. that, that's fine. As long as mm-hmm. they keep progressing things a little mm-hmm. bit, if they want to keep doing these, because it's been how many weeks of these squashes now? feels like two months. Seven. Seven, right? So that's close my... to two months. No, I don't even know. Oh, that's know, a guess. That's so, guess. yeah, I don't know. It, whatever. There was some progression, so I'm fine. Mm-hmm. And obviously, the Wardlow's going to kill Spears at some point on his way to MJF, probably, I would think.
1: Poor Ty Dillinger. Yeah. Um, next, we have a black promo. Uh, Black talks about how it wasn't at wasn't the house who gave Pags new vision and Penta his new darkness. Right. Dark entrance. Like, why you
0: hate us so much? We helped you evolve and become mm-hmm. cooler.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, King talks about violence, and Murphy talked about judgment, and they say they're the house, and the house always wins, which was, in fact, the No of Our House show. Which is a gambling
0: oh, a, uh, a gambling line. It's like a casino. The casino always wins eventually, mm-hmm.
1: right? Um, I... Do call him Murphy a lot, so that's,
0: that's okay. I'm still Walter calling Walter Walter. Well,
1: that's different because Gunter's dumb. Yeah, uh, so I respect that.
0: Right. I liked this. I liked that Black is trying to take credit for the evolution of Pac and Penta, but I mean, didn't he? But it'd be more meaningful if Penta and Pac were actually like established as doing so, like let's say they'd had a run now of being super vicious and dominant since they came, like you know what i mean or maybe what are can, you
1: maybe they can start that but like right what are you taking credit yeah. for right
0: now like like penta doesn't seem any different as penta dark pax do, doing the same stuff he does which is awesome but like you're kind of taking credit for something and i don't really see a difference so i'm not sure what you're taking credit for even though i like the idea of taking credit for it but I liked uh, I I liked the presentation of this, and I thought actually Matthews was good on the mic for his part, which was nice yeah. to see. So, and again, I like the just the, and this is a detail. Maybe this is nerd level, but I like the whole. You have a large, medium, and smaller guy in the House of Black. I just like that, right? Like, there's no oh dupe,
1: Murphy's pretty Jack now.
0: There's no dupe, but he's short, right? Whereas yeah. Think, he's not very tall like i think, he's, well, I like, think, I think he's when you see them all standing i don't think so i think black's a bit tall anyways well, yeah but i like i like, I like the actual look that they're they're quite different right and also you've got like two super mega tattooed on every inch of their mm-hmm. body yeah, and then matthews with not one on him. i don't think so interesting but yeah i just wish they were actually taking credit for something i could see instead of they the...
1: could take credit for his entrance right i guess I don't his entrance.
0: but I, I like the sentiment not sure it's actually means much though It'd be I guess funny I if they
1: trademarked Mark and they were like, we could take credit for your name. And then he's actually taking credit for it.
2: You know? Yeah.
1: Um, I thought it was another really cool promo from this group. Um Black is cool in these. I I love them so much. I think King was pretty solid. I think Murphy rounds out the group really well. I'm gonna probably call him Murphy for the first while. Me too. Um, I need Phoenix back now. This is a trios match. Main heaven, and Murphy versus Phoenix is absolutely insane, and I need that.
0: Yep. I'm mm. on board for that, too.
1: Either. Oh, I need Murphy versus Omega so I can have a V-trigger fight.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess. That, that would be funny. Lots of fresh matchups for Buddy. I, I, and I try not to get on people's names, but the name Buddy for a heel wrestler uh, doesn't work for me very well. I don't, but anyways, I don't
1: really, It's always been his name. So. I, hate
0: to, I hate to pick on people's names because, I, I don't know, I just it's not something I, I generally like to do. Like, it just doesn't work I, for me. I
1: do get it, but I don't think it's that bad. Even if he
0: was just Matthews. Or something. I don't know. But anyways. No, WWE did that and it was stupid. I know. Just
1: calling him Murphy, that's dumb. Yeah. He he's always been buddy. Here's Murphy, your super so. evil
0: heel, buddy. I don't know. It's weird to eh, me. It's too late. <laughs> it's always been his name, I know.
1: so I'm I'm okay with it. Um that'd be like calling someone Riddle.
0: Mm.
1: Mm. Um, next we get a Wardlow Spears segment. Um MJF comes up to Wardlow Spears, they're and M. Spears trying to calm him down.
0: And MJF is still wiping Punk's blood off of him, which I thought was an awesome yes. detail, right? It's, it's been a decent it. amount of time now. Yes.
1: Um, MJF then told Wardlow um, if he wins the face of not a match and the TNT title, then he'll actually then keep the title. Oh, generous MJF. Um, MJF said that Wardlow probably won't win anyway, so he's kind of turning his back. And then Wardlow said it's because all he does is help MJF win. Yes, it's coming. And that that gave me vibes of uh, when I was watching the Russo's Aggression yeah. thingies, um, there was something where like, Triple H is going up for his match and batista was saying, like, I'm not gonna come up for your match unless he really starts and then and then Triple H turns when he's like, unless he really starts kicking yes. your ass. It was kinda like that. That is the model they're following, exactly, it feels yeah. like, yes. Um and then mjf slaps Wardlow and he reminds him that he worked for MJF, not EW. Kind of odd. Um, so he better remember that and more of those family as well. And Wardlow just kinda stared at him after.
0: Yeah, I, I liked a lot of this. So I love the wiping the blood off still as he comes up, very like Lady Macbeth sort of style. Um And I think the point is, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong. I think the point is of MJF finally being like, I guess you can have the TNT. So my interpretation is he sees how dominant Wardlow is right now, and he doesn't want him anywhere near the main title because that's what MJF's going for, right? And he thinks that if push comes to shove, I can't beat this guy myself, so I'll let him have a title and then he's out of my way, I, I think. I don't know. And I if, No,
1: that seems like an MJ. And I think like... If so, that's Guinness cool. He thinks he doesn't need another title, so he'll just go for whichever right, one is best. Right, because
0: I want the main one. You can have the other one and just st- get out of my way. And I liked Wardlow finally speaking up. Like, he just can't bite his tongue anymore as this guy talks crap about him all the time, right? Um, so yet another baby step, I think, towards Wardlow being set free. And I don't know, because this whole thing, MJF is like... He, he said it a few times you're not even an AEW employee right so maybe like there needs to be a storyline bit where TK signs him right like you are now officially like Wardlow is all elite like put it out I
1: feel like they, they might have said he was all elite, like when he first and then it in, could be but...
0: well now he has a contract so I don't need you right I, I have a job if I kill you right now but anyways I like this for many mm-hmm. reasons yep.
1: yeah I think that's also a good way of like why is Wardlow still putting up with this yes you know? exactly um I, a short bit here but I like that like MJ was kind of being like nice and then still had to make like a smart uh, had to, comment right? to right
0: and, the, and Wardlow just can't take it anymore I think
1: Wardlow had a good comeback as well and I like that MJ kind of reined him in yes slow burn working well I think I I agree um and I think Wardlow's a favorite to win a ladder match which Wardlow's not really a ladder match guy I would say so yeah so it's kind of, I want to say he was in the ladder match last year but I don't I feel don't like remember. he was but I don't know I you would know feel like than I feel like he was but I'm not sure I know Ethan Page was right He's not in this one because it's stupid Christian. Oh, yeah, it's almost been a year of Christian in AEW. Congratulations. The saddest part almost a year of Sting wrestling in AEW. Because remember, last year was that air quotes street fight? (laughs) Right. (laughs) In (laughs) an abandoned warehouse.
0: Not on a street at all. At all.
1: (laughs) Literally, like in a building that would be on a street the opposite. Like,
0: with the thing set up to be slammed through a couple stories or whatever it was. Yeah when we, and yeah. like
1: then a friggin' ring in there too. Well that was kind of fun I think if I remember correctly. It was alright. Yeah. Um, next our main event is Unisperated Era as I will refer them refer to them as versus Hangman Page and John Silver and Alex Reynolds. Mm-hmm. Action pack trio's main event. Um, Hangman powers through some Tandem Off and some Re-Dragon and Suplexes Fish onto Kyle O'Reilly. O'Reilly and Silver exchange leg kicks and Silver has a suplex. Strike combo to Reynolds by Kyle O'Reilly. Fish blind tags off of O'Reilly and hits a leg kick to Hangman from behind and begins to target the leg. Um, we got hot tag flurry by Hangman. A pop up set of powerbomb for two by Hangman. Cole Hangman. Strike exchange, which turns into a mass brawl. Um, a sequence where everyone hits everyone with something, which includes a brief flurry from Silver to Cole before Cole hit a pan- uh, Patella drop brainbuster, Two super kicks. And a last shot to Reynolds by Cole for the win. I am not calling it the moon. That's dumb. Um, and then Cole beats on Reynolds more. O'Reilly attacks Hangman, who tried to get Cole off of him, and then he fights Redragon. Uh, Fish prevents a buckshot to Cole, and Redragon uh tape Hangman's arm to the ropes, and so they make Hangman watches. Silver takes a total elimination, and Reynolds takes a Panama Sunrise.
0: Yes definitely
1: um i thought it was pretty good um i think could have gone a bit more time but i think they that's packed exactly in. what i they, said they packed in a lot of great stuff here for what they could um i like cole being a coward because it makes sense for him and makes hangman look better only detract from that would i would be i would have liked a little more cool in the match But i think all around it was pretty good i think post-match is solid too i think generally pushes us a little further to the pay-per-view which is what right. they need to do
0: that's right um Yeah, I thought it was a good main event. Very fun final few minutes. I I thought, too, it felt short, but I think they were freeing up room for the aftermath, basically, right? They were trying to get to that. Uh, Cole avoiding being in the ring anytime Paige was was great. And commentary pointed out that Britt Baker was doing that same thing in her tag match, which I thought was a cool little detail. Um, Red Dragon are great as his sort of protection, right? He can avoid confrontation and those guys don't care. They'll do it. The only thing I like, Reynolds seemed to be just there to take offense, right? Did he do anything?
1: I think he did a bit, like at least very little. Silver, like he did a bit.
0: Silver's flurries are always a highlight for me, and he got one here for a little bit before he took, I think, the Ushi kind of quickly, right? Sushi (laughs) (laughs) Um. So yeah, I mean, the match could have been longer, and the I think the aftermath could have been shorter, but I still enjoyed it, and it made sense to me. And you're right; it's kind of a standard go home um thing for the main event setting it up in the tag match as well. So, yeah, I thought it was a very good main event. I wouldn't say like a top-notch dynamite main event, but a good one.
1: Yep, for sure. Um thoughts on the whole show?
0: Um in ring, I don't think this was the best show. Like I liked the main event, I liked the opener, like but the Battle then Battle Royal. But then it was Battle Royal was fine. I didn't love it. The women's tag match wasn't great. Um And then we got another Wardlow squash, right? But I thought it kind of made up for it segment-wise and promo-wise because I like Jericho's, I like Punk's. Uh, I didn't mind the Statlander-Hirsch back and forth. Um, Even Jade Cargill entertained me a little bit. The House of Black promo was good. So I'm kind of torn. What am I going to do this week? I'm going to give the show an overall... A B. I'm close to a B plus, but I'm going to stick with a B. I thought it was a, a good show, but nothing super spectacular. It was more segments and promos i enjoyed than in-ring work this week so still a good show um but i don't think it was amazing so i'm gonna give it a b close to a b plus but a b you
1: mm-hmm. um i think in general this was a good show um starting off that announcement i actually wouldn't have seen coming oh that's pretty right? cool i forgot about that um dance versus daniels was a solid match and nice callback um casino royale was fun solid battle royal um but i think i prefer last week's more uh, please, the result. Uh, Baker, the women's tag match was solid. Um, fine, I guess. Um, uh, the wordless squash was standard in the main event, was pretty good. Um, builds the revolution more. Sting promo was whatever. Jericho Shore promo was solid. I didn't get the prime powerful thing. Punk MJF segment was another great one uh Lee's short film was solid Car- conti cargo segment was all right sandler hirsch one was pretty good house of Black was uh, a pretty cool one and the wardless segment escalates things right amount before pay-per-view mm-hmm. uh, i think not an outstanding show but pretty good one so i'd give it a b plus
0: nice yeah i was pretty close to that as well <laughs> all right well that wraps that up and we'll now move into a little bit of trivia just to cleanse our palate before we dive back into weekly wrestling shows so let's take a look at what we call off the top of his head All right, so we're hitting chapter two of my birthday trivia book. And because I think this will be a long episode, I'm going to do half again. So we'll do the first 15. So I'm hoping that this is up to date because it is WWE records, So it might be one of these where you're like, nope, book's wrong. There is a new whatever. But anyways, that's fun, even if that does happen. So are you ready? And again, you have options if you like them, okay? Which superstar has won the most WWE championships? World title. Or they just say WWE champion. So I think like main WWE, Cena? like either Yes, that is correct. Yeah. Is that world title. Your options were Undertaker Lesnar trips or Cena and you are correct. Is Trippy Cena
2: with
0: how long, and I know this one has just changed, so don't don't include um who just beat Natalia that quickly? Anyways, that's fine. Oh, yeah. Right. How long did the fastest match in WWE history last? Six seconds. Before that uh no no that's not what it's saying here was
1: it rock and eric rowan
0: nope it was a tag team match i'll say that
1: uh i have no idea
0: three seconds and it was jericho and lawler defeated taz and one of your favorites naked midian the hell that's what they're saying that's the
1: weirdest match i've ever heard I,
0: i think so too okay so on the flip side then number three what was the longest singles match in wwe history
1: Ooh, I don't know. Was I know these are hard Michaels? options. Michaels want, bret Hart.
0: Want options? No. Uh your options are. I'll give them to you because it looks like you're struggling. Hogan Andre, San Martino, Waldo van Von eric the Rock Goldberg. Yeah, because Goldberg Goldberg's going eighty minutes. Uh or Shawn Michaels Undertaker.
1: Michael's Undertaker? No. Sam Martino? Yes.
0: San Martino Waldo Von Erich. 81 minutes. I
1: don't even know who that is
0: it's a von eric i hadn't heard of either so obviously that is well obviously sam martino was before my time even right uh number four what superstar has fought in the most matches interesting undertaker it is not undertaker trips no would you like options Tina. would you like options Orton. you would like options yeah orton ziggler big show kane kane it is kane very good it's kind of always around right weird five he's a good guy all right. Yeah. Great guy. Some very, very thoughtful uh, tweets or whatever. But anyways, who cares? Good old He's a dirtbag. Add him to the r- r- dirtbag wrestler list. Um, that's what social media, the worst part of it. Wrestlers that I like, I'm realizing they're dirtbags. Um, but, anyways, um, who is the youngest wrestler to become WWE champion? Lesnar. Correct. Okay. Got, cause nailed it.
1: I'm not sure if it's like, because I know Orton was, I think, a little younger, but uh, he was world heavyweight title. So.
0: Very good detail. Number six, true or false? Kofi Kingston, spelled incorrectly, is the first superstar. K o f f i. Coffee, coffee <laughs> Kingston, is the first superstar born in the continent of Africa to win the WWE title. True or false?
1: Is Jamaica in Africa? No, is Kingston Jamaica. So false. No, but no, that
0: that's
2: or, not are actually going real. Where so
1: real. Yeah. Yes, that is correct. Okay, because I don't know if we're going kayfabe or not. No.
0: Uh, Number seven, who's the oldest? Kofi
1: Kingston from Kingston, Jamaica, man.
0: Who is the oldest wrestler to become WWE champion? Bob Backlund? No. Think. Mm. Think. Um. Wrestler, quote unquote. That's my hint. Oh, Vince McMahon. Correct. (laughs) Very good. Um, Number eight of 15, which superstar was the youngest? There you go. To become the world heavyweight champion? Randall Keith. Right. Correct. Number nine. What superstar had the shortest reign as world champion? I just watched this. Be- no. Uh, think about somebody giving the title up. I think if that's what they're counting. Valor? No. Think about 80s, was it 80s? I want to say 80s.
1: Oh, Andre the Giant.
0: Correct. Because I just watched this, right? He won it and then he handed it over to Million Dollar Man immediately. Yeah, sold it. So I think that counts, right? Yeah. I think that's what they're going for. True or false, Jonathan Cena has the most WWE championship reigns with 13.
1: Didn't they just ask me if it was him earlier? Yeah,
0: who had the most. Now they're yeah. saying, is 13 the right number, I guess? Yes. It is. Because he had
1: three World Heavyweight title runs.
0: Nice. 11. Who is the longest reigning world heavyweight champion? Did not know this. Triple H? No. Edge? No. Batista? Yes. <laughs> Batista. Just re- It's not an auction, you know. <laughs> I can give you options if you want it. Number 12. Option, auction. Bruno Sammartino holds the record for the longest WWE championship reign. How long did it last?
1: Isn't it like seven years and something?
0: Seven years and? Three months? Eight months. Very Damn good. Right. You would have gotten it because it was the only option that was seven years. Uh, thirteen. Who is the oldest world heavyweight champion? Uh, Options, if you'd like. Undertaker? Correct. Very Mm -hmm. good. 14. What team has the most WWE Tag Team Championship reigns? Dudleys? Correct. The Dudley boys with a Z. (laughs) Because that's how we did it in the 90s.
1: I just know they had like a lot.
0: You want to indicate your extreme, make your SZ. Party boys. That's all you got to do. Party boys. Last one. Which superstar has won the most tag team championships with 12? Edge. Correct. Very good. Yeah, I
1: know. He's like famous. He's had like a crap ton
0: they, they well they tri- that those belts went back and forth between hardy's yeah. edge and well, christian Dudley's, like, right? with
1: christian with hulk hogan right. with chris jericho with ray mysterio with randy orton he probably has uh,
0: i guess then he would have most title reigns with different partners too probably Yeah, he's
1: got he's had a lot of different partners um i'm probably forgetting someone else but anyways, and also someone else
0: very good work you did quite well again as usual mm-hmm. and i guess we'll flip back to talking about some more wrestling um as we take a look at this week's NXT UK. Alright, NXT UK this week. Hopefully it was good. I don't remember. <laughs> I'm looking at my notes now.
1: I remember very little and I don't even have notes.
0: So the show starts with a quick video hyping the main event for this week, which is Ilya Dragunov defending the NXT UK Championship against Nathan Fraser. Uh, But the opening match is right away, and that is Mark Coffey taking on Shaw Samuels. An equally big match. Right. So this stems from Gallus hijacking Noam Dar's Supernova Sessions a few weeks ago, and Shaw Samuels is affiliated with Noam Dar, so I guess that's why this is happening. And man, Shaw Samuels has gotten into great shape since being paired up with Dar. Dar. Um, and he no longer. Well, he has suspenders, and he didn't start with them on, but they ended he, up on at some point. He
1: puts them on before the match, I think. He no, he started
0: them without them on, and then he put it on during the match. It's
1: the opposite of how to go. Right,
0: out. but at least he's not wearing the really high waisted trunks because I thought they looked ridiculous. So his ring gear is still not great, but it's a little bit better. Anyways, it's very yellow. Yes, sweep. holds encounters to start. We get a Russian leg sweep and a backdrop by coffee as Shaw has to escape to the floor. He then... Uh, Shaw gets in control with a back elbow and a body slam. And then there's, like, basically, I would say, grounded pound by Shaw Samuels until a kind of a sudden Michinoku driver by Samuels as well. Um, Shaw then misses a second rope elbow drop. Coffee takes over with a clothesline and some uppercuts. Leaping kick by Coffee for two. A double clothesline. Both men are down. We get a strike exchange leading to a Uranagi and a diving uppercut to, a, I think... Um, Shaw was seeded for this, right? It's like a diving low uppercut by Mark Coffey for the win here. I this was like a really physical battle, right? It was a lot of basic hard hitting offense, so I don't, I didn't mind it. I thought it was a, a solid match. The finish, yeah,
1: I, I don't know, I thought it was okay. I just didn't really like care a ton, and I, I like it was pretty like basic, like you said. It was, so it didn't, and, the,
0: like, and the finish came out of nowhere, and it wasn't the most devastating combination. It right? It reminds
1: me of the breakout tournament last year.
0: It reminds me of um, who's doing that um everyone in the The creeds right they're winning with this diving uppercut thing
1: no that's like like that weird slam in the basement clothesline
0: oh right similar idea and this was a basement uppercut i guess so i thought it was a solid match but it was again just a couple big guys kind of doing basic hard hitting stuff with and that's what you're into then you probably like this i thought it was a fine start to the show nothing amazing but fine uh fraser's shown warming up backstage and then we cut to a kid who's training in the ring um and Dempsey sort of interrupts, which was cool, calls A-Kid over to ask if he'll show Dempsey the technique he's working on. A-Kid basically says no, since Dempsey's probably just going to use it against him, um, and then Dempsey starts to explain, right, that it's not the real him that has sort of been teaming up with Familia. whether he's being sincere or it was part of a ruse, I don't know, because it leads to an attack by Familia. um, and Dempsey sort of, like, shrugs, right? Like, oh, I guess. And I don't know if it's... Our
1: first he was, like, kind of against it, and then just kind of joins right. in. Right, so
0: I don't know if it's reductant, reluctantly joins in is the right way to say it, but that's what it seemed like to me, right? Like, oh, well, I am part of this group and they just attacked him, so I'll join in. Um, so they attack A-Kid and then eventually officials sort of stop them. So I... This is one of those like really simple stories, but I'm enjoying it, right? Like, yeah,
1: I'm happy in getting Dempsey versus eight kids, right? So.
0: And now there's a little bit of doubt as to how committed Dempsey is to this heel group, right? And like, what's the well, thing that kind
1: of sucks because I want him to be healed, uh,
0: I know, but and then he might still be, right? Um, so it's hard to determine how coordinated this attack was, right? So, was Dempsey talking to kid to set up this attack or was dempsey being sincere which is more what it looks like and defamilia just showed up so i kind of like that it could be either of those things and we don't really know yeah um so i this is one of those really simple stories i'm enjoying i think you are too right yeah for sure yeah Um, We then get something you probably enjoyed less because you don't like her, which is an Isla Dawn vignette. It was
1: really weird.
0: So she's sniffing flowers in a graveyard because, remember, she stole Mako's flowers last week. And her thing is she takes trophies from people, right? So this is her Mako trophy, I guess, until she can get the belt. So she's basically singing this promo, right, about um, the final boss falling and that Isla Dawn will stand tall. And then she takes some of the flowers, I guess the ones that she didn't eat last week... And she puts them in the box that we've been told where she keeps the trophies, right, that she's taken from other people. I personally thought this was cool. A kind of a different way to stay consistent with Isla Dawn's kind of strange. It's not even supernatural. I would have a big problem with it. It's just she's kind of creepy and dark, I guess. Kind of like Malachi Black, similar idea. Um, And it further sets up the match with Mako. So I thought this was fine because we've seen some really bad vignettes on uk in the past month so i had no issue with this what about you you probably didn't like it as much it as was I did.
1: okay i mean i'm not gonna say i liked it but i'm not gonna say it was bad right, it was right. just kind of like i don't know it's just kind of odd i don't think it's like great or anything but it, it's okay it was just kind of i'm not like a huge fan of it or anything but right. i think it's all right
0: yep uh we then get a replay of the controversial end to the tag team title match last week where trent seven sort of ran by, and I can't remember if it was Smith or Carter, but no,
1: I don't know how it's controversial because if the ref didn't see it, but then that's their fault. But I
0: think it's just controversial that it's a baby face team who I are guess, like...
1: yes, but like why not?
0: Like, taking on all comers, and then they cheated to win, basically. Uh, and I think they're going somewhere with it. So, Mustache Mountain start to talk about their successful defense. Carter and Smith interrupt, obviously demanding to know what the shortcut finish was all about. So, Seven sort of takes over and says that they worked really hard to get these titles, and basically they're going to do anything to keep them. He says it's only about winning, and they didn't really cheat. So I guess he considers that not cheating. I don't know what you would call it, a loophole. I, I don't know. I guess. It seems I, I wouldn't
1: say it's cheating because it's not like it's like illegal. It's just that the ref but, didn't but see it. But
0: you're doing something that the ref didn't see. I guess it's like see. underhanded. But okay, like, underhanded is a good word. Like, I don't, I'll not, allow not it.
1: Not even like something along those lines of underhanded, I guess. I'm not sure if I would quite like go there, but yeah. like something like that.
0: So Carter says it's not over. Smith points out that they are where Am- mustass Mountain were before, basically um, trying to get that more title shots, and they say that they deserve another shot. Uh, Bate sort of agrees. Seven, I thought, seemed a little bit less willing. So I feel like this is where this is going, is that Bate is not the guy willing to take any shortcuts, and Seven just wants to keep the titles by any means necessary. I feel like they're sort of planting the seeds of some dissension between these two yeah it does i i would i think bait should be a single star myself but um yeah i also think they're not really a team
1: that needs to split
0: no not yet um so i like this as well i think it's really simple and kind of realistic seven will do anything to win bait may not be fully on board with that philosophy and the baby faces do deserve another shot because they kind of got hosed out of the titles right
1: so i feel like there's better challengers
0: is there who (laughs) I don't know, <laughs> right? Do
1: you familiar? Boom! Like, well, yeah, Dallas. but
0: that's, yeah, maybe. A uh, uh-huh. Gallus, I don't know. But anyways, I like I I like they the first more match, also. and they're still trying to develop Smith and Carter into something I think for the future. So I'm okay with this continuing. We then get speaking of tag team matches, Mastiff and Stars versus Pretty Deadly and. I'll put in some celebratory music or people applauding. Wait, okay. Jack Stars has earned his own vest.
1: Yes, he Yay. did. Okay, so I know there used to be a team called Vicious and Delicious, so they could be vicious and vested, right? That's right. Yes. Wait, invested? hmm
0: mm-hmm, Yeah, invested. Yes, mm-hmm. very nice. Um, so, yeah, he's got his vest on, and this match sort of stems from, I think it was Stars cutting holes in the shirts of Pretty Deadly, who... Hmm. somewhat ironic because they wear like a third of a shirt anyways <laughs> so i don't know what they're so mad about holes being cut in their shirts but they are so a uh, nigel suggests uh, I, I don't know if this like they're trying to shoehorn this in that toxic attraction have noticed pretty deadly i don't know if you caught what? that he made a reference to toxic attraction there is seeping into other Come shows on. it's not a good look um don't do that guys so howley i think i finally got the names of pretty deadly down i don't know what it is that was so hard for me to get it right so howley and mastiff battle to no advantage to start a stoker distraction allows howley to attack mastiff's leg quickly but mastiff ends up um taking both of them out and tagging in stars stars gets a little bit of offense and he quickly wants to tag out but mastiff won't let him just sort of like i think it's more like um you can do this, you can keep fighting kind of thing. So he, Stars does take the fight to Stoker. We get frequent tags and double team moves by Mastiff and Stars for a bit as they're in control. Then there's a blind tag to Stoker. He posts Jack Stars and that shifts the momentum as pretty deadly isolates Stars for a bit and hit some double team offense of their own. We get the eventual, eventual hot tag to the big man Mastiff. He dominates Howley including an overhead belly to belly. There's another blind tag that leads to a DDT to Mastiff. And Pretty Deadly takes Star's vest, and Stoker puts it on. Oh, my God. How dare he. He didn't do the
1: challenges to earn it.
0: So Mastiff hits a German suplex to Stoker, tags in the furious Jack Stars who just, you, you've you desecrated his vest. He gonna kill you. Yep. Basically, yeah. Basically, literally. Right? So he takes his vest back, puts it on before landing a flurry to both of the heels. Stars sends Howley out of the ring, counters a Stoker powerbomb into a powerbomb of his own to a much bigger man. So that was kind of cool. And he actually pins Stoker here for the win. As Mastiffs, like, I think the idea is he's bewildered. looking, He's amazed at like the aggression and physicality <laughs> of his. Amazed. Basically, okay. just as soon as people touch the man's vest, he goes bananas, right? So,
1: so maybe he should like just rip up his vest and blame or it on someone? Mastiff
0: could start throwing it to the other team when he needs stars to get motivated, <laughs> right? Like without stars that would be seeing so it, funny. like behind his back, like chuck it to the other wait, team. Wait, what if they're not facing heels? And be like, they have your vest. Doesn't matter. It would still work. But, but,
1: but, but that would be kind of a mean thing to do if you're not a heel.
0: Well, if it motivates him to win, right? That's the bottom line. No, but line. I mean
1: like, what if the other team is not heels? So, then they, they still took your vest. They wouldn't do that. But no, Stars won't care.
0: Point. He'll be blinded by rage. He's not thinking straight when someone touches his vest. How <laughs> dare you? You think if someone stole your favorite leather vest that you wear with no shirt underneath, <laughs> that you could just... You wouldn't be thinking clearly. You'd just see red. I'd, you know me. I do have a favorite leather vest. <laughs> Everybody should. Everybody should. Right? It's a talk. staple of a gentleman's wardrobe. <laughs> exactly. Um, I thought this was a solid tag team match. The story of the vest is kind of weak, I think. but it <gasps> What gives, did you say about the vest? I guess it's this thing that gives Stars confidence to be the killer he needs to be to tag with Mastiff. So, I, I mean, Stoker and Howley seem to be drifting a little bit since losing the titles. But they're a good heel team to use in situations like this i think so compared to many of the matches we get in the middle of nxt uk i thought this one was pretty good actually because this seems to be the one where it's a enhancement match generally right which this was not so i was kind of happy with it what about you
1: um yeah I don't know. It, it was all right um i think the whole vesting is
0: it's not the best it's a symbol of his whatever
1: The ain't the best that is true no it's not um yeah i don't know i think it's i think pretty dithered fine but i think since they're done with the tag titles they don't really they're directionless a do. Bit, yeah and massive and stars is one of my least favorite teams yet yeah, they're, they're on just, every week yeah somehow. and now is the best i feel like they can just drift away yep
0: so Dragonoff sh- showing warming up backstage and speaking of on every week lately it's zaya brookside so she's kind of having a temper tantrum after her match from last week i think it was like a previous this week or whatever or earlier this week Um, she calls her daddy and whines about the loss not being her fault she asks her daddy for help hangs up and gets mad that she's being filmed having this conversation so to me i think zaya might actually be doing a good job with this i just don't think it's a character that interests me personally and it's so similar to tiffany stratton which i watch on 2.0 right so it's kind of love i do love um so i don't know i think zaya maybe is coming into her own a little bit doing this heel work it's just not a character i really care about i don't know about you
1: no i didn't i don't love it i I don't i think she's doing a fine job i I wouldn't call it great or anything she's doing a job (laughs) she's she's doing a job yeah Yeah. that that's all i can really say um and like it's i don't really care um i don't even like i know her dad's robbie brooks it's like what are we gonna get robbie brooks on television yeah i don't know what it's gonna be is he going to be pulling know. strings for her? I don't, I don't really know. care. Yeah, like, me either. I don't, like, I don't even know what his role is. Like, I know he does stuff, but I don't know what stuff
0: he does. Me either. Uh, we then go back to That's the trucker from last week. He is yeah, still no. investigating whatever he hit with his truck, I think. So he's kind of in the woods. Um, And Primate, I'm guessing, is providing a voiceover here about being abandoned by symbiosis. And I sort thought it of,
1: would be Wild Boar.
0: Or sorry, Wild Boar. You're right. Sorry. Um, And hiding himself away. I got the wrong one. The trucker then finds a tin can of, like, beans or something. So, I don't know if the... Is that know... what
1: it was? I didn't, I didn't know. It was
0: a can of something. I did And we see a flash of something sort of poking its head out. I think it was wild boar, but we I even don't... rewound it and it wasn't clear, right? But it... I assume that's what was yeah, going on here. Yeah, I think here. it
1: is, which I'm pretty happy about because I think... I like the hunt and I feel like the, like the two kind of wild guys make more sense than some faction but it feels symbiosis. like wild boar is gonna
0: fight them first so which
1: i feel like is i feel like maybe they'd make it look like that but then they just all beat up t-bone
0: they could for sure and
1: t-bone is gone forever
0: so i like this segment too i thought it was cool yeah it was really cool I, and again i'm assuming it's wild boar i don't know who else it could be and he has good reason to be upset because he just kind of got replaced um by I don't even know how Eddie i thought Dennis.
1: i want to say he was part of the speaking out thing but i was he don't oh, interesting. i don't know i don't know i don't either but i like I feel like he's just randomly on it, gone. Like I, it's either that or an injury. Cause I, yeah, I don't know. Cause I, I know him, he, him in Prime word teaming. I want to say it was in speaking out. I feel like it was, and like it's not like it, all, it means automatic am release. Cause it wasn't Devlin also?
0: Yes, I think so, there was something involved there where he was trying to get somebody not hired or fired from there due yeah. to his past relationship or, or something. Or I can't like
1: remember. um, so I, I think maybe. Um while was in the i don't know but yeah. uh, I, I he definitely like fits better with um exactly right so i'm feeling like maybe they make it seem like he's out for revenge but he's just like like coming back to be like hey guys i'm back in the club <laughs> hey guys i'm back in your <laughs> Could be. club
0: but yeah cool segment um so then joe coffee noam dar package ahead of their match next week dar says coffee made the mistake of sliding into noam dar's lane it's kind of a back and forth right coffee says um We'll see who really wants this title. Dar says he'll win in the second round, I think, something like that. Like He he basically said, um, I don't think it'll go longer than two, but between their very thick accents and um, my wife, happy birthday to her today, washing dishes and clanking things around behind, I didn't catch much of this, right? And turning it up didn't seem to help for some reason. Yeah. Um, But it seemed like a pretty standard pre-match promo. And Dar definitely is a charismatic guy, and I think the match should be really good. I'm looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. thoughts that i don't know how much you heard of it either mom was running water for a really long time behind us <laughs> yeah
1: i didn't catch a lot i thought it was fine though from what i was able to garner yes um didn't get much of it
0: yep so then we move into our main event which is nathan fraser taking on Ilya dragunov and i asked did have you noticed dragunov's entrance gear before i i felt like it was new this week because it was like a robe with like feathers on i don't the remember collar what it was and
1: I don't even remember this week, so...
0: It was a departure for him, I thought, but I could be wrong. Um, so Dragonov controls Fraser early on on the mat with headlock takedowns, and everything this guy does looks really aggressive, right? i I'm a big fan of Dragonov at this point. So, Fraser's using his speed and elusiveness to catch Dragonov with a series of forearms. Dragonov hits some vicious knees and forearms and then applies a submission hold. It was basically like a million-dollar dream I think he kept going back to in this one. I think they even said that, right, made, at some they point? They dropped it. Yep. Hard Irish whips and chops by Dragonov. and he hip-tosses Fraser from the apron into the ring. Fraser ducks a clothesline only to take a stiff clothesline from the other arm of Dragonov. Dragunov throws Fraser off the top, follows up with a German suplex, then another, but Fraser flips out of the third attempt, springboards off the ropes, but gets caught and hit with a bridging suplex by Dragunov for a near fall. We get a super kick by Fraser and a hurricane rana for a two count. Um, a backflip off the ropes into the reverse DDT by Fraser again. Dragunov chops Fraser's knee, hits an Insiguri. Um, we get a sling blade by Fraser. Both men are down for a bit here. Two more really nice super kicks to Dragonov for a near fall. We get stereo clotheslines to no advantage repeatedly until uh, Dragonov rebounds off the ropes and takes Fraser down with a really hard looking clothesline. Dragonov goes up top, but he gets hit with a drop kick. Dragonov blocks it briefly, but Fraser ends up hitting a top rope hurricanrana and a phoenix splash for another near fall. We get a power bomb and a falling uh, forearm to the face of Fraser for a two count. German suplex by uh, suplex. There's an L in there by Fraser after a slap exchange, but another stiff clothesline from Dragonov. He finally hits torpedo Moscow, and Dragonov wins this match. And he they do the respect angle. He shakes hands with Fraser afterward and seems to be complimentary of him. Um, so this match I thought was mostly the story of Dragonov being largely dominant. And Fraser trying to land anything he could, at least for the first half of this match. Then the second half was a little bit more even and back and forth, with Fraser getting to execute a lot more offense. And just one of those things with Dragonov, right? Like I would like I talk about um PAC. Simple moves like chops and clotheslines look vicious when Dragonov does them and Walter as well, right? He's in that boat with it. But for Dragonov being a smaller guy, it's really impressive. Kind of Ben Wash, like everything's a little bit extra intense with him. So I thought this was a very good television match, a uh, very nice main event. Uh, for I thought what a, a solid episode of NXT UK. I don't think the outcome was ever in doubt. I never thought Fraser had a chance no, to win. No, definitely not. Right, but it was a good competitive match, and I think it's going to help sort of elevate Fraser. Like he can have really good kind of longer main event matches, which he is he has kind of gone
1: toe to toe with the two exactly. best guys, right, Gunter and Ilya Dragon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of this main event?
1: I, I liked it quite a bit. I think um it definitely grew into itself as it went. I think Fraser I think I I would like him. I was hoping he'd be a little more flippy since I've seen him, but yeah. He's pretty good. Um I like that there was there are kind of similar ways, but also there was quite a styles contrast. Yep. So I think that's kinda of cool. I think Dragonov is generally really great great. I like him a lot. Me too. Um He's grown on me a ton. Remember, he remember the intensity was too much, but now I think they've settled into the right way to do yes. him. For sure, getting where the contact lens is. Like, I think in general, just yes. his presentation's much He's better. He's just a killer in the much ring. Much more grounded. Right? Yeah. Um, and I think, I think it was really good. a good assault defense for Dragunov, for sure. I think both of them coming out, come out looking good. Agree. And um, Dragunov can move on to his next defense. Fraser can maybe take a break or move into another storyline. Yeah, they line. can Not reheat sure, him if they need to later. They can do right? whatever they want. I think, I think it was a good main event, though. Not the best we've seen, Agree. but I think it was pretty good.
0: Yep. Uh, overall, I thought this was a better episode than recent weeks. Um, no real enhancement or jobber matches, right? But all, no women's match, which is a bit of a minus. But um, I think what it was this week is everybody involved in all three matches has at least some sort of story going on right now, right? It wasn't any it was random matchup that's just enhancement. The main event was really good, and I thought the other two matches were solid at least, right? It, um, the opener was a nice physical battle, and the the tag match was... Oh, was it a tag match? Sorry, I lost the middle match there. But yeah, I kind of... Had no major issues with this show. Um, The segments were better than they have been in a few weeks with nothing really standing out as bad to me and a few times there has been lately. I liked the continuation of the trucker story. I liked Isla Isla Dawn's vignette. So I enjoyed this show quite a bit. I I gave it a B, like nothing amazing. If one of the other two matches had been a little stronger, it probably works its way to B plus or A minus. But I thought a solid show top to bottom. So I gave it a nice B. I don't know if you Mm -hmm. want to throw a grade on there
1: um yeah I, th- I think i i generally i think the main event was pretty good i think the opener was the opener was fine and then the middle match was also fine i yeah. i like that whatever the symbiosis thing was again Isla Dom was also fine um i don't know i think yeah we all we at least got all like solid matches which i think for one hour show that's yeah you're right all that's like the bare minimum of what you need yep so i think b grade is pretty fair yeah
0: yep i agree All right, so that wraps up NXT UK, and now we'll move into, I think we got a pretty beefy any other wrestling business coming up, so let's get to that now. All right, so I'm going to do NXT. I'm also going to talk a little bit about Impact, but I'm going to try and keep them kind of quick. NXT will be quite quick. Quite enthusiastic, Uh quick, sorry. And you sort of watched a bit of NXT while you were doing some homework at the kitchen table behind me, right? So you may have some I input this week. I
1: did not see Lash Legend.
0: <laughs> you did actually watch I did. that cuz how the Dude, you can't miss match of the year contenders. Okay, that uh, is true. Uh, you would hate yourself if I, you missed it.
1: I would. forever resent myself. We get to our best of twenty twenty two, and you didn't see this match,
0: right? And then I, I mean, just, tears.
1: I couldn't forgive myself.
0: Right. Uh, so it starts out with Braun Breaker and Tommaso Ciampa versus. Dolph Ziggler and Robert Rood so oh whoa, whoa whoa the dirty dogs
1: okay. let's talk
0: about Ciampa's outfit go ahead <laughs> I hated it right and,
1: he's wearing like a one of those colorful singlets like breakers so they're not like they're like the Steiners he looks like yeah, a goddamn child wearing a he, Halloween he costume he looked like
0: his like bronze little cousin who's trying to wear his so it it's wasn't
1: like, um, it's like if I'm um, okay it's like um brawn breaker is like Bubba ray dudley and yeah, champa spike. is spike dudley yeah. so it
0: wasn't completely matching but it was very much the same no, style like, yes. yeah
1: and it just looks it's so ill-fitting. it's like one it of so unbelievably ill-fitting
0: it's like one of Braun breakers singlets shrunk in the dryer and they handed it over to champa. yeah it just looks champa so ill-fitting um, oh my so god it just it was not good so he um and i think he even comes out first it's just like champa is the afterthought here and it just kind of bugs me right um he's clearly not the focus at all here um so yeah hey,
1: veterans not being focused on nxt crazy. what
0: uh, robert rude gets a tiny bit of his glorious entrance before uh, Ziggler's theme cuts oh, it off
1: they still do- they have a tag theme. it's so
2: good
0: um it wasn't as effective either because rude's wearing like a sleeveless hoodie and not one of his elaborate gowns which or robes, which looked way cooler for that entrance, right? But anyways. I don't know.
1: I don't even know the last time he he um he's like done his thing. No, and that was, it was cool to see dogs. because
0: it was a cool theme and entrance, right? But so it was nice to have it I'm for surprised a few he seconds.
1: St- he still has the same one, same no. theme.
0: No, they. I'm saying they brought it back for this. Oh. They did the glorious theme because it was back to his NXT stuff. Oh. And that's why it was kind of cool. No, but he I'm, had. I mean, like,
1: yeah, I'm surprised he still has that theme.
0: Well, he, i don't think he does they brought it back are you not hearing the words coming out of my mouth like he doesn't use the theme on i don't think on any other thing because no, they use their crappy tag they team. brought it back for this is what i'm saying mm. um but he had like a hoodie on a sleeveless hoodie instead so not quite as effective he
1: did do that in nxt before right i'm pretty sure with a hoodie yeah i'm pretty sure i don't think
0: so um anyways lots of crowd chants early on there's go back to raw you don't go here we want champa um coming out and i think it was the actual crowd and not the piped in crowd at this point There's but it's no hard way to, to tell know. but i don't think they would pipe in those chants but anyways uh braun takes a zigzag off a rude distraction early the heels isolate breaker to build uh, up for a champa hot tag again we get the non picture in picture break um so it looks like when we come back the heels have control of champa and are isolating him instead Rude pulls Braun off the apron, throws him over the barricade so that Champa can't make the tag when he needs to. We get a sudden high knee by Champa. He finally tags in Breaker, who cleans house with belly to bellies and clotheslines. Braun hits a really nice looking spear, actually to Ziggler. Tags Champa in uh, for the top rope bulldog off of Braun's shoulders. But, Steiner, but Rude breaks up the pinfall. Right, classic Steiner move. Braun then clears out Rude and Champa, hits the fairy tale ending to Ziggler, and pins him for the win after about 13 minutes. Um, a, a solid opening tag match. The pace picked up for the final few minutes. Standard heel isolation tactics throughout with babyface hot tags. Um, Ziggler taking the clean pin ahead of a championship match was an interesting choice, I thought, but a perfectly fine match to start the show and for a. Uh, NXT 2.0 standards, like a good opener, I would say probably right. It's just I don't, I don't have interest in a team that you have wrestlers you've been telling us for years are not important on main roster you know
1: Bobby Roode could do pretty they, well if they wanted but they're to. not they're not presented yet. as
0: like a joke basically and now they come back here and it's like they're amazing right so I mean they did lose here but still I, I just struggle with that disconnect of no for sure they're be terrible like, on this show but when they come here they're the greatest thing ever so I, like
1: if our truth was good here, right. like or something like that right. I don't know
0: um so then we get trick williams and carmelo hayes they're walking through the parking lot all dressed up i think they're basically wearing suits at this point um then we're shown pete dunn doing the same thing as commentary sort of well, are hyping he was up. he's also wearing suits no <laughs> not hyping up the main event for tonight we get an la night promo he wants us to call anyone we know to watch him call out Grayson waller a little bit later sure uh walter then cuts a promo on solo sokoa Walter's is a professional, and Sokoa is not the first to try and make a name off of him. Sokoa will bring shame to his island. Walter will knock the tattoos off of Sokoa and replace them with respect. So this is the Walter I prefer. He was focused, intimidating, and speaking multiple languages here. Like we've, I've been complaining because Imperium's been booked pretty weekly lately, I thought. But this what promo... On a weekly basis. This was an improvement. This is the Walter I want, right? I don't want skinny Walter. I mean, good for him for getting thinner and healthier Mm -hmm. but it just it's not it's not the same for me um ellie knight does go to the ring to talk he recaps he spends the first part of this recapping everything he and waller have done basically um and i i thought he was kind of thrown off by the crowd's reaction here and when waller interrupts he does get a few cheers so lately i've thought knight was kind of getting over as this baby face but i was confused here and the crowd seemed to confuse him a bit too um that could just be me misinterpreting but Um, So Waller interrupts from the crowd. He's up there with Sanga. He calls Knight, uh, his roadblock, wink, wink, because we're going to hear that word a few times tonight, (laughs) on the path to greatness. And he says he's done with LA Knight already. He tells the crowd they suck, goes to leave as Knight has something to show him. It's a still shot of LA Knight standing over Waller after the match last week. So... Um, Knight doesn't win the matches, but he takes Waller out afterward, and he challenges more Waller to a last man standing match, and as we all know, anyone can make their own matches in NXT, so I guess that's gonna happen. They go back and forth verbally a bit more, and the match seems to be made for next week. Um, so it's fine, but I feel like it's pretty weak for the babyface, which is Knight in this case, to be like, sure, you win the matches, but I beat you up after the matches, so... I'm better. Why, like not, I, why I, not beat him? So you enough? win when it actually counts, but I win when it doesn't count. So I'm cool. Like that's <laughs> kind of what I felt like what he's saying. Um, and somehow that attitude leads to another match where the cowardly heel, who should probably right be avoiding this type of thing right now, because that's kind of his character. But anyways, this feud is going on for a really long time. But for the most part, I think these two work well together. I just don't know if it needs to still be going on. But anyways. Um, just stop me if you watched any of this and wanna I I don't remember what you saw or not. So just I did not see most of it. Just hop in when I don't you're think ready. I saw that. Persia and Indy are backstage for our NXT Junior High segment. Persia says she hopes Indy and Dexter can work things out because what was it we found out that uh Hudson was with Indy at some point, right? Persia. No, Duke Hudson was with Indy Hartwell, I think they implied.
1: No, because so he, remember he was kissing Persia and then she left. And then Dexter came in, so it looked like he had been with No, Indy.
0: because they said literally said Duke said something like it didn't seem to bother you in the past or something like that. Uh-huh. There was an implication that Indy and Hudson have a history.
2: Oh, from being I don't know.
0: Uh, anyways. From what? Um because they're Australian. Right. I think, right? That's no, the that connection. Makes sense. So Persia says Duke wishes them luck. And Indy leaves as Persia goes back to her phone one last time, and you can hear Indy calling her. So it's almost like she's can't, she just wants to whatever text or whatever with Duke Hudson one more time. Indy wants her to go wrestle, so the roles have flipped now. Persia's the not focused one, right? Yeah, boys. I don't, no. Because boys. Yeah. That's basically, because you're twelve years old. So, uh, I don't care about these adolescent shenanigans, as I say every week. I find it actually takes away from the overall presentation of these two women, because Persia Parada is sometimes impressive with her power stuff, but then it's like she's a ten year old backstage, and I, I'm just I'm out at that point. So. Mm-hmm. Um, we get a recap of last week's very short and not very good women's Dusty Cup matches matches, and a preview of tonight's matches as well which, which are going to be just as good we go right into the first quarter final match this week which is Wendy Chu and Dakota Kai unlikely partners taking on longtime friends and actual tag team Persia Parada and Indy Hartwell and thank goodness we're shown that up in the stands the Toxic Lounge is still there and Toxic Attraction are up there we get stupid comedy right off the bat between parada and chu that was my summary of the beginning of this chu then gets isolated receives some double team offense from India and persia chu crawls through indy's legs to tag kai who takes control of hartwell hits her running boot in the corner parada comes in overpowers kai hits like a I don't know I called it a sit out TKO I think you saw that right it actually looks kind of cool yeah
1: it's like a fireman's carry face buster yes there sit you out go face buster or something
0: yes uh Chu hits a reverse top rope splash that didn't look that great and then Kai oh yeah so I saw it. it's this. like
1: a top rope Vader bomb I don't know if I I think I saw that and yeah I did see this I might have seen a clip too
0: no you were watching it and Kai hits a top rope double stomp for the win which was a bit of a surprise right so this match got five minutes instead of the three they were getting last week, but it was still kind of boring, I thought. And its I thought it was a weird choice that one of the only legitimate tag teams in this tournament lost to a team that has never been... Uh, but again, this is Did WWE's even, attitude. I didn't even want a team. This is WWE's attitude toward tag teams, right? It doesn't matter if you're an actual tag team. If you just throw singles people together, they can be just as good, if not better. Because tag teams, bah.
1: What do you mean? Too. It's not better. Always better.
0: Right. So I dislike both Wendy Chu and Kai's characters right now, but I don't mind them in the ring. I love Kai actually. Um, and we're gonna get more of them, I guess. Great. So, uh, for me, man, at this point, this tournament's been a I'm bust. I'm gonna say
1: I did love Kai. I I probably still like her in ring, but even then, I don't like NXT 2.0 matches, so I don't like. Right.
0: It's her star has fallen. It's unfortunate because yeah. she's awesome.
1: She could have been a women's champion.
0: We then get a preview for Diamond Mine's NXT Tag Team Championship match against Imperium, which I thought was a cool package with sound bites from everybody involved. It got a decent amount of time.
1: Was that the um, Expectation Reality or whatever? And
0: I think you were like, it was called? Who are the baby faces here? Which I think is a fair mm-hmm. question, right? I yeah, what well, th- it was it? Like, um, I think it's Diamond Mine, but.
1: What was the concept that Bivin said? It was like something like. I don't remember. Something, and then Those something the- like comparing imperium and diamond mine it was like i want it was like something like expectation reality but not quite like that i don't remember i don't Uh, take that detailed notes for nxt anymore they don't deserve my details exactly
0: right um last man standing match between waller and knight is official obviously because everyone just at what matches. (laughs) amari miller and lash legend are shown arguing about their loss last week and that's going to lead to the match of the the year contender that's coming up
1: i don't know hmm I think that segment segment was from last week. I don't know. It might have been. Or it's yeah. like one of those, like, last... Later, week, la- yeah.
0: Earlier this week or whatever. Earlier yeah. last week. Yeah.
1: Last earlier week.
0: So we get Lash Legend versus Amari Miller. We talked about the injury at the end. But Legend does hit a nice boot right to start this. Picks Miller up. Bounces her head between the top and middle rope repeatedly, which I thought was interesting because I haven't seen it before. Backbreaker by Legend. She holds on. Bends Miller across her knee. Amari fights back. Hits a basement dropkick and a moonsault. We get a rough-looking Fireman's Carry slam. Legend wins in under three minutes. Uh, it was not good. So Lash rants at the camera about how everyone was talking about Nikita Lyons when they should have been talking about her. So as I said before, Lash isn't good. Now she's officially hurt somebody in the ring. She needs she's more training. She's
1: Nia Jax.
0: I think, yeah, she needs more training before she has televised matches. She has a cool look. She's really big and strong, but she cannot wrestle at all. But at least it was short. Uh, Solo Sokoa talks to Mackenzie. Solo says Walter can bring everything and he'll just keep coming forward. He says respect is a two-way street and Walter is in for a fight. I-, I think, honestly, Sokoa's good at these straightforward short promos. He sounds quite natural and I think he's probably one of the quicker call-ups of the new 2.0 people just due to his lineage as well as his sort of abilities. I think he's he's solid already. Uh, So um, back to NXT Junior High as it's Briggs and Jensen. So they're talking about riding things all night and like looking at pictures on their phone and being like, oh, I'd ride that all night long. And for some reason, can you explain to me why Electra Lopez is just standing in the foreground as these guys are doing this?
1: Oh, She's walking by. So
0: she so she's standing there. She's offended. Uh And but it turns out, of course, they're talking about a truck and not a human being. Shocking. Lopez says that they wouldn't know what to do with a real woman and Jensen admits that the joke well he basically says the joke's on you because I've never been with a woman and he's all proud of that Like a
1: real woman I think he said or whatever
0: A woman period I think oh. um so Jensen it then sort of taunts her like he got one over by making that comment as Briggs is kind of looking like he's embarrassed or whatever so I I don't know this is awful these guys are awful I guess it's consistent right we're just getting these things every week and every week they're embarrassing for everybody involved. Um, Walter versus solo Sokoa. Walter's in early with strikes but Sokoa fights back until Walter drops him with a nice chop. Body slam, clubbing blows from Walter. Boston crab by Walter and then just kind of the idea here is every time Sokoa gets going Walter just sort of chops him down right. This idea that Again, one shot from Walter's equal to five or ten of yours sort of thing. Spinning heel kick finally stops Walter for a minute. Sakoa counters a a powerbomb attempt into a Samoan drop, and Walter has to escape to the floor. We get a splash off the apron to Walter on the floor. Super kick by Sakoa for two. Sakoa goes up top, misses a splash. We get a sleeper by Walter. He transitions into two powerbombs, and it's over in seven and a half minutes. Uh, A fine match, I guess. Walter, who I consider one of the best in the world, wrestling a mid-card guy on TV doesn't really do much for me. I'm happy Walter won decisively, and I was a little surprised because they were kind of like this Sokoa undefeated streak, right, is now over. Seems like odd timing for me. But as far as matches go, this wasn't like Walter matches, I should say. Uh, It wasn't great, but... As far as NXT 2.0 matches go, it was fine, right? It's just weird to see Walter in the middle of the show facing a mid Carter. Like they have to build Walter at this point, which is weird to me. But I guess yeah, at least, at least he won.
1: Well, that's what you got to get used to. It's a weekly Walter, right? That's it's right. A different format. He's not even Walter anymore.
0: And I guess not everyone in North America knows who he is yet, so they're kind of just trying to showcase him a little. I shouldn't complain too much. But again lean walter is less than chubby walter yes i want hoss walter like that exactly that unique body type like just big and strong but not ripped i don't know i loved it almost burly like yes good word yep
1: like i'm just like it's more intimidating just because he's like he looked super intimidating yeah like Like, i'm just just built
0: to kill you i'm not worried about looking good on the beach i'm just a big strong dude that's gonna kill you right he's yes. got more like mass and now it's he's like a tall lean guy that's yeah gonna kill like you. it's like good for him but like
1: if he was like lanky it wouldn't, wouldn't be the same
0: right uh so we then get mckenzie's talking to dolph ziggler ziggler wants his title shot next week champa comes in and says any chance of champa being the number one contender went out the window ziggler. or sorry ziggler when he pinned him in that match tonight was funny champo saying that <laughs> ziggler says he's the bigger star obviously and he calls <laughs> the shots at nxt braun and champa i think it's safe
1: to say ziggler is a better star than almost anyone ever of course
0: because you were on main roster so that immediately makes you. no i
1: mean like he's even big star on main roster right of course
0: yes braun and champa show up it leads to champa reminding us that he's beaten braun already braun says screw this he wants to fight them both because he's a fighting champion so i guess event i think this is Dolph trying to drive a wedge between champa and braun because they're like best friends now they've got this like tenuous alliance for now i guess uh, it was fine, but I don't love a nobody from main roster again acting like he's running this place. But anyway, nobody,
1: that's just me. how dare you?
0: Um, Joe Gacy's with Harlan. He's going to allow Harlan to take his feelings out on Draco Anthony, but to remember that Draco is not the reason for these feelings, and that everyone is fighting their own battles. Still, like I Gacy. am indeed
1: fighting my own battles. That mm-hmm. is a true statement.
0: So India and Persia are backstage, frustrated after losing their Dusty Cup match. Persia tries to take the blame for this. But Indy says they win as a team and they lose as a team. So she's being supportive here. Duke he- Duke Hudson comes in to hug Persia and then they leave together. Indy's left. She grabs her phone wishing that Dexter would text her as Wade Barrett informs us that Parada and Hudson are the new power couple in NXT. Really? Ooh, jealousy. Jealousy is well,
1: coming. Well, that is something I need to know. So thank you for Wade Barrett.
0: Still don't care about the story. More adults behaving like children. Also, that reminds me. It annoys me.
1: me. They cannot decide on what to call Walter, he's like Gunther or Gunter, Gunther or Gunther. or um Barrett always says Gunther. I
0: have a suggestion. Like, Call him Walter. It's that's not easy. a pretty good it's idea. What I do. I'm
1: surprised they haven't done that before.
0: Triple Threat announced for Roadblock next week. They're now promoting this as like a special show. Uh So we're getting Ziggler, Braun, and Champa.
1: Which is I haven't seen. They haven't used Roadblock since 2016, yeah. where. They used it twice in the same year. There was Roadblock in on the road to WrestleMania, which was a one of those glorified house shows, I believe, actually in um, Canada too, in our neck of the woods. Nice. Um, which had Dean Ambrose versus Triple H for right. the WWE title in the main event. And then there was a uh, Raw's December premium live event, uh, Roadblock: <laughs> End of the Line, which had Jericho, Rollins, and um, it had um the Iron Woman match with uh Banks and Charlotte. Right. And um, that's when Cesaro and James beat New Day. And Owens versus Roman Reigns.
0: So a storied history of roadblock is what you're saying.
1: Yep. They did twice in one it's year one and never again.
0: <laughs> right. Um, Harlan versus Draco Anthony. So Harlan shows Ooh, a little. harder than anyone, right? Harlan shows a little bit more variety than he has and kills Anthony in under three minutes, slamming Anthony's head into the mat and hitting. It's like a suplex slam kind of. I don't know how to explain it, but um, I've seen it before. But it starts as a suplex, kind of ends in a urinagi kind of deal um harlan picks anthony up and hugs him wait does he have him up like a dropping. suplex
1: and then he flips him around
0: kind of yeah
1: because i think i've seen hiroki go to do that
0: um so just a squash match but harlan showed a couple new moves he had like a pretty nice looking splash to the back that looked good and he looks aggressive and vicious they're just sort of easing him into this it feels like so it was fine Mackenzie's uh, mckenzie's backstage with mellow hayes and trick williams trick says every match hayes is in is the main event hayes says Dunn is one of the greatest until he walked into here Dunn has never been the A champion and never will be. Mello is making history and leading the way. And the question won't be who's next for Mello, but who's left for Mello. Isn't that what Jade Cargill said? Isn't that directly yes. what she said? Right. Yes. Um, I think these two are a really solid act at this point, especially relative to what else is on this show. I almost always find them entertaining. Um and Briggs and Jensen must watch these segments and just hate their lives because they they're clearly they can write stuff for people if they really want to. And Briggs and Jensen are stuff, stuck being like 10-year-olds, basically. But anyways, Ivy Nile is training, punching stuff. When Tatum Paxley interrupts to take the blame for their loss last week, Nile just keeps on training but talks along the way, says that if Tatum wants to be part of Diamond Mine, she'll learn the hard way um this was super short i thought nile sounded fine and i guess there's a bit of suspense as to whether paxley will be in diamond mine or not i can't say i care a whole bunch but they're trying you know give them points for trying so and back to the dusty cup (sighs) amazing raquel gonzalez and cora jade you saw some of this this was a this was something versus uh before and and, and uh leon right yeah so Basically, I'm just going to say Chingona Bomb or whatever it's called, and an assisted splash by oh, Jade that, was so that looked really weak, I thought, for the win. Um, I think my theory is these four tried to do too much in a short time that they were given. It did not work well. A very short and sloppy four-minute match, much like the other women's tag match tonight. So Feroz and Leon have really good energy but they seem to be, like, going too fast for their own good, kind of like Red Velvet does, right, where I see potential. But slow down, right, and hit your stuff clean because things start to look sloppy. And I, I've heard people say that Jade's good and shows a ton of potential. I haven't seen it, man. I've, she's had one match that I thought was pretty good. And everything else, I just see rough spots in her work at this point. Every- and she's super young, so whatever, and it's developmental. So that being said, I just I don't think she looks good. She's um, not. And poor Raquel Gonzalez, right? From title matches with Io Shirai to nonsense like this in the span of a few months. That sucks. Um, Matches like this can't be helping Gonzalez development, right? Because she's still not like an established veteran. She's still probably like at the end of her developmental career, I would say. And I don't know how this is helping her. But anyways, back to I would consider this NXT... um, again what do i call it junior nxt high. junior high because saray is showing off her necklace to a bunch of women who are just look gathered around looking at her necklace tiffany stratton walks up stratton thinks, it's not designer that, right the basically <laughs> the necklace is tacky Offers Saray one of hers instead. Ah. Saray says no thank you. So and St- Stratton is upset and slams Saray into the garage door behind them that's and dumb. then walks off.
1: That's so stupid.
0: So adult women will now feud over a necklace probably. Whoa, hey, whoa, whoa.
1: It was multiple necklaces. I'm
0: hoping we get the I stole your property and now <laughs> you have to beat me to get it back. <laughs> you should steal each other's WWE necklaces. WWE loves that, right? So anyways. Right,
1: Tiffany Stratton offered one so they should steal each other's necklaces and then have a double necklace on a pole match. Right two poles opposite sides
0: so the the women gathered around saray checking out the necklace reminds me of like little kids if you were back in like early elementary school and you took a really cool pokemon to school and everyone's like like gathered around looking at your um, or if
1: you like um or like if you're in cast maybe or something right like that. and
0: everyone's oh wow that's really cool charizard that's the character i was going for like you got a really cool charizard Whatever the... What were the fancy ones again? you uh, Charizard, R D X, and everyone's gathered around. That's what this felt like to me. So children, school children. Anyways, Tony D'Angelo talks about the smell of opportunity in the air for WrestleMania weekend. While well, everyone's jockeying for position, but he zigs when everyone else zags. He has his eye on a big fish, and he'll become a made man when his opponent sleeps with the fishes. Ugh. So this was really back to leaning into the stereotypical Italian mobster thing, awesome. Which he seemed to have been doing less of a bit lately. So I enjoyed. So this was back to full cartoon mode, which I'm not a fan of. Andre Chase versus Von Wagner, your boy Von Wagner, my
1: favorite guy.
0: Um, what looks like a plant? There's a, an attractive blonde woman in the crowd, basically posing. And I guarantee we're coming back to this because this—no offense, wrestling fans—I'm one too. This was not a person you see in the wild at a wrestling show. This this was clearly somebody who's involved with something. And I guess we'll get more of it because I don't think she was there for other matches either. But anyways, Chase starts off quickly for a little bit. Wagner obviously takes over with his power because Wagner is big. So he dominates with punches, throws and slams before a rest hold. Chase then attacks Wagner's leg, gets one last flurry before Stone gets involved on the outside. Wagner misses Chase and takes out Bodie How- or Hayward with a punch. Back in the ring, Chase gets hit with the fireman's carry neckbreaker, and Wagner wins in four oh,
1: minutes. Oh, like top dollar.
0: Mm-hmm. Wasn't a squash, but it was a basic dominant win for Wagner, who continues to be just a generic big man for me. I don't think he's terrible. I think he sucks. Think like less talented Jack Swagger. All the charisma of Swagger, or lack thereof, and less ability. Right, And his matches are just kind of there for me. Nikita oh, Lyons. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. Okay possibly nikita Lyons cuts a promo on last legend boy is that setting up a feud we all we all need <laughs> <laughs> match
1: to your contender of
0: course she heard what lash said and suggests lashing out return so they can sort their business out yes. no no bad idea definitely but it keeps her out of the ring so
1: i think i have to see how bad that's gonna be i
0: did not think this was good she didn't sound comfortable here especially compared to the recorded vignettes that had played for weeks so far nikita Lyons is a big disappointment for me Main event time. Let's get to this. I would imply
1: you expected something good. So well, the vignettes kind
0: of made her look tough when she was doing the MMA stuff. And now she, like, in ring, not so much. Joke Carmelo funny. Hayes with Trick Williams taking on Pete Dunn in the main event. Melo, his thing is he wears t-shirts of his opponents. So he I has did a,
1: say if Pete Dunne won, I would watch again. You're but, not coming back. No.
0: Uh, so he's wearing a Pete Dunn t-shirt with an X through Dunn's picture. Dunn gets the advantage off the lockup, and he's going after Mello's arm right away. We get some rope running by both men. A clothesline by Hayes gives him the advantage. Dunn returns the favor and adds a kick to Hayes' spine after his clothesline. Series of double clotheslines now. Both men are down. We get an X-Plex by Dunn heading into a commercial that I don't get picture-in-picture picture up here. Mello blocks a German suplex, counters with a single-leg crab. Dunn pays attention to Trick on the outside for a moment. Mello uses the opportunity to hit a slingshot DDT to Dunn on the apron that looked pretty good. Hayes keeps the advantage for a while before Dunn fires up after some strikes. Hits a forearm to Mellow as Mello is going for that springboard clothesline he does, so he gets caught with a nice forearm. Hayes flips out of another X-Plex attempt, counters with a Lung Blower for a near fall that was a nice sequence. We get a nice looking bitter end, but unfortunately, Dunn does not have the energy to make the cover right away, so Mello rolls away to safety.
1: It was so dumb because, like, as he started reaching, that's when Mello rolled, like, it was so, like, timed.
0: Right. Oh, yeah, you were watching this, weren't you?
1: Well, I saw a bit at least. Like, I don't know how much it did, but it definitely did, yeah.
0: Trick gets involved. Both men are up top. Dunn sort of snaps Trick's fingers to send him away, but that distraction is just enough for Mello to shove Pete Dunn off the top rope. Hit his top rope leg drop to the back of Dunn's head, and he picks up the win here in this main event match. After the match, Hayes says he's a gold mine, and he's taking his talents to stand and deliver in Dallas. He'll defend the title in a ladder match. Um, so I think this match was good. It was the story of two pretty evenly matched wrestlers having a really good back and forth match. Uh, I know the A-champ thing is just a gimmick, but at this point, I would rather watch a mellow match than a Breaker match. To me, it kind of is. This is the the workers kind of division right now, which I like. I prefer mellow style in the ring. Um, he seems to face opponents I would rather watch as well. I really enjoyed this match, and Carmelo Hayes really impresses me, but I fear that his lack of size, right, that he's not going to be taken seriously when he gets to main roster, but we can hope for the best, I guess, for him. But yeah, really good main event. Um, This show seems to be the formulaic of NXT right now, which is solid opener, good main event, bunch of garbage in between. Um, Opening match was fine. Main event was good. Other matches, weak Dusty Cup matches, Wagner squash, Harlan squash, underwhelming kind of Walter win, and a forgettable Lash legend Amari Miller. Juvenile segments. I don't think you'll forget it. (laughs) Juvenile segments with Briggs and Jensen, Tiffany Stratton and Saray, and the cartoonish stereotypes for D'Angelo are back. So this continues to feel a lot longer than a two-hour show when I watch it every week. Like, I struggle. um, I battle through it. This was a C-minus show. So it's still not good, folks. You don't need to watch it if you're not. If you're relying on me to recap it, just keep doing that. Um, Do you want to do a preview or do you want me to blast through Impact first?
1: Um, You can do that if you want.
0: Okay. Impact. Uh, Eddie Edwards and Macklin had a good opening match, but it ended in an Edwards DQ after he attacked Macklin with a kendo stick.
1: I was going to say, I don't really think either of them are losing yet. This no, and that's time, so what I, I was, was wondering kind of, too, like who's going to lose. Kind of interesting.
0: So Edwards as a heel and Macklin as a face is a real change from a, like a few weeks ago, but they worked well together. I'm a big fan of Macklin. Uh, on and no more and some impact mid carters have words. It leads to a solid, but unspectacular Heath Vincent match that started so slowly that commentary even had to mention that it was slow. It got better as it went on. To be honest, heath, um, got Heath a win ahead of facing Moose, which I think is a ridiculous title match, but whatever. Um, Heath, quote-unquote, pinned Moose after the match with, I forget, somebody making a count, so I guess they're trying to show it's it's possible that Heath could pin Moose. I doubt it. Um, Masha Slamovich, she squashed another jobber, looked really impressive doing so. Slamovich is really cool and has been made to look like a beast so far on Impact. Um, she's now 5-0, and and I think she can should continue to get this monster treatment as far as I'm concerned. She is one of the things that really interests me is I feel like Impact's um, knockouts division, they're starting to sort of um, restock it and it's kind of getting a little bit more interesting to me. G.O.D. is really mad at Jay White for turning on them and Violent by Design want a business arrangement with G.O.D. since they hate the Good Brothers too. Sure, fine. The battle over Caleb, who for this match had to stay on a spot that they taped on the floor for him, continued as Cassie Lee... Beat Madison Rain despite interference of Tennille in a four-minute match after Caleb caught Jesse McKay to distract everyone before the finish. This feud is basically two of the same team fighting over a valet, and the match was just okay. Uh, but I will say... Why did the... Um, I will say Cassie Lee's Why the inspiration
1: cool. want Caleb?
0: They're just... Uh, they like him. They bought him a cell phone, and they sort of want... I don't know if they are just want to take him away from... Whatever the other team's name is. The Influence. I get confused because these are basically the same teams. Yeah. So it gets confusing. But I they won't. They were Caleb. friends with Tanil. Who?
1: Inspiration.
0: I don't know. Probably. Because they're Australia. weren't they Because Australia. First? No, but also NXT. Oh, when they came- Oh, yeah. I guess so. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Jake something is done with having potential. He's ready to break out. He's the best he's ever been. And at Sacrifice, he'll beat Trey thought it was a good promo and i hope they continue to push him i would have no problem if he beats trey trey doesn't do much for me and i think jake's something someone they could they could focus on more
1: christopher bay
0: Tasha Steeles beat Chelsea Green with a frog splash with Mickey James on commentary. James was asked by Green not to get involved, so she didn't. But of course, Savannah Evans did to help Steeles win. The match was solid.
1: So Tasha Steeles and Mickey James again?
0: I think so, yes.
1: That's kind of lame.
0: The match was solid, seems to continue the Steels as number one contender story. While Green, I think the main story is going to be about her continuing to fall short of the title picture that she wants so badly to be a part of. I feel like that's going to be the bigger story coming up. Maybe
1: then she unleashes the hot mess.
0: Maybe. Cardona is healing it up backstage, forcing people to watch and highlights.: That goes the Cardona. Of his matches, right, because she could turn heel with him. Cardona feels that he gets no respect and impact, so he'll go elsewhere to defend his digital media championship. So it sounds like that's going to be like kind of the traveling title that he can defend in other companies or want to bring the NWA title so
1: to impact and have a legitimate title instead of a, that oh. one
0: i think they i don't know he's gonna defend that one elsewhere anyways toy belt jonah squashed johnny swinger in less than a minute in the aftermath which was jonah taking it to pco pco took the tsunami and then sat up after it uh and then he clotheslined jonah to the floor and jonah sort of left so That's it seems dumb. seems to set up a jonah pco match that doesn't i just it don't was already need, announced. i don't need 50 whatever year old pco anymore i just don't like no not to be an ageist like you but he is <gasps> old. How dare you. And I'm not a big fan of him at this point. But anyways. And and PCO kind of came off like a face here, which is strange too. After he's been part he's of a an group of invaders, war. right? Yeah. I don't know.
1: It still is kind of, right? Yes.
0: Yeah. Giselle Shaw interrupts a Diana Perrazzo interview to say that Diana is taking Shaw's scraps since she already beat Lady Frost. I was confused by this a bit. Lady Frost shows up. And she got a match made against Shaw for Sacrifice, so I'm not sure why Perazzo was included here. This has to be here. like
1: the lowest pay-per-view card I've ever seen in my entire life.
0: Yeah, that's not a big for, match. Or
1: like pay-per-view, but you know what I mean. So Premium I th- live event.
0: I think Perazzo's not facing either of these two, but she's going to defend in her champ-champ open challenge. Yeah. Um, I'm interested to see Shaw because she kind of impressed me in her first match, so I'm interested to see her. And Lady Frost is pretty decent as well. Anyways... Eight-man tag team main event. To no one's surprise, Violent by Design continued their their trend of talking tough and never winning as Jay White hit a Blade Runner to Diener onto a chair for the win. Um, So this one broke down right away. Security came to reestablish order before the match officially started. Damore comes out, makes the match no DQ. Pretty standard group brawl, garbage cans and lids, chairs and doors involved. Um, Some real sloppiness at the end of this between Bay and Doring as he... There's a door set up in the corner, and Bay was supposed to counter something. He kind of botched it. Doring didn't really go through the door. It looked awkward. It did not look good. Uh, the crowd seemed to get into this match, but it's not my preferred type of just a standard kind of plunder match. Overall, I thought the show was decent. It was easier to watch than NXT, so it'll get a higher mark than that. Than that, no matches stood out. I'd say the opener with a DQ finish was my favorite match. <laughs> um, so that's not a ringing endorsement. I gave the show a C plus this week in my Turbo review. Of impact wrestling done, turbo. Okay. So let's talk preview, All make right. some predictions. Um,
1: Revolution 2022. Yes, um, so we'll talk buy in first. Uh, Layla Hirsch, Chris Statlander. Um, I went with Layla Hirsch because I think she's got more to gain from this. I don't think Statlander will be affected win or lose. Um, I think Statlander's already beaten Hirsch too. So mm-hmm.
0: I'll take Statlander because I think that they're looking to elevate her at this point. I wish it yeah. was Hirsch i think but, it should be Hersh. and just to make it different i'll take maybe statlander. team taz come in and that's what i want right layla Hirsch on team taz but anyways um, i'll take statlander
1: hook qt marshall i took hook as if it's qt
0: hook 100 percent hook in what will be a very quick dominant win as it should be
1: mm-hmm. um it's funny pre-show biggest spotlight for hook so far maybe <laughs> yeah it is because he's uh he's exclusive rampage, to rampage exclusive. that's yep. right uh, Matt Hardy, Andra- I- Andrade Idolo, and Isaiah Cassie versus Guevara, Darby Allen, and Sting turning a trios match. Um, I took the babyfaces because AHFO hey, don't need to win. They're a bunch of losers. They're not I know capable on- of winning. <laughs> I know Andrade is in there, but Hardy or Cassie can take a fall, and Andrade just doesn't again, right. Doesn't fit there. And, I don't think this And Andrade match, gets mad and leaves them. There's no real stakes in this match, right? Yeah. So I feel like it's like one of those matches where you get a big babyface win, um, and they probably won't have Sting lose yet. And it's been a year of him wrestling that is sad. The fact that I just said they probably won't have him lose is also soul killing.
0: Yeah, I don't, I can't see HFO winning anything ever, basically, so. Well, HFO, okay. Sorry, sorry. I just don't want him as part of it anymore, so I'll Mm -hmm. take the baby faces as well.
1: Well, then it would just be the HFO, that would, you know, Mm -hmm. you gotta have the A. You do. Mm-hmm. uh chris jericho eddie kingston um i took kingston because he never really wins or needs to like he lost to punk last time but i think every now and then they could give him a bigger win jericho has been more interesting as a heel i think lately but he really doesn't need a win like mm. he'll be fine and i think this would help kingston a bit just like he doesn't always need to take a loss you know what i mean then maybe he could actually win the big one right you know finally get some payoffs i don't think this feud needs to last more than one match so i feel like you get the payoff with kingston
0: Wow, I'm torn on this one.
1: I was a little torn, but I figured Kingston is. It's a
0: tough call, because when you say Kingston never wins, that is kind of true. Right,
1: and and it's not like Jericho can win and then they go again. I don't think they need to go again, you know what I mean?
0: I'll take Jericho, just to spice things up, because I really don't know, and I could see them extending this story. I really
1: don't want them to. I don't think they need to either. And I
0: could see them going, see, you can't win the big one, and maybe through shenanigans and cheating, right? So I'll take Jericho. I'll talk myself into it.
1: Uh Cargill Conti TBS titled Cargill because Conti will make a good TBS champion one day, I think, but that day is not Revolution.
0: Uh Cargill, they'll still they're still Goldberging her, right? So yes. I don't I I'm not sure that she's delivered in that role, but I also they, think that's that what they're, they're doing. They're not ready to give up yet. yeah yep.
1: Um so the face of revolution liner match, which is Keith Lee, Wardlow, Powerhouse Hobbs, ricky Starks, Orange Casting, Christian Cage. So I actually kinda debated this one for a rare instance here. Um, there's not much room I'm debating here. It's clearly one of two choices. It's Keith Lee or Wardlow. On one hand, I think Keith Lee's the new guy in town. He could really use a big win here. Mm-hmm. Maybe even beat Guevara for the TNT Talks. I think he'd be a fantastic mid-card champion. On the other hand, I think MJF has been touting Wardlow for this longer than b- longer before the qualifiers began. Remember, they were kind of like subliminally, subliminally hitting, hitting at that yeah. sometimes. <laughs> um, And if he wins, it serves more storyline benefits. It couldn't bring his issues with MJF to a head. But... I'm not sure why he needs a TNT title shot, right? So, like, I feel like... I agree. Like, what's he going to do with the title shot? So, I feel like I'm going to take Keith Lee because I think he can actually do something with the title shot and then maybe something in the match, like, plays into the Wardlow storyline. like That's what I was like, going to say. Like, the match kind of furthers the storyline rather than Wardlow winning Agreed. something that's necessary. Also, Guevara Scorpio Sky next week for the title nice.
0: I'll take Keith Lee as well because I I also think maybe MJF somehow cost Wardlow or something and it's sort of we're baby stepping towards that even yeah, closer Yeah or right? like something like that that's so, what I was kind yeah. of thinking yeah. I'll, I'll take Keith Lee as well I think he's mm-hmm. like it'd be. I guess you could find a way I was going to say it's tough to not have him win when you've touted him but it's also a multi-person match so but I'll still take Keith
1: Lee mm-hmm. uh, Break Baker Thunder Rosa for the women's world title Um, I took Baker I think Rosa will eventually usurp Baker this really doesn't feel like the right time though the match hasn't gone to build that the blow off match really deserves agree and it doesn't feel like it's time, really. I think Baker deserves a little more. Um, Rosa also pinned Baker in that tag match on Diamond, which makes me think she can take the fall here, and she will.
0: I agree with pretty much everything you said there. I I just don't feel that the build has been there to justify the change. I feel the
1: the big blow of match also justifies some sort of... Special stipulation, and
0: because AEW can do good builds, it's not just like well they never do anyways. So, but it's like right. they they do tell good stories, they, they and I have feel they haven't. So exactly. I, I'll take Baker retains.
1: Mm-hmm. uh John Moxley versus Brian Danielson. Um, I took Mox because I think he could win, and if Brian still wants the team, Mox can make his decision. Because I feel like I feel like if Brian wins, I'm not sure where the storyline goes. But I feel like with Mox winning, then I don't know. I feel like that helps the storyline more. Yeah, and I don't think either of them like. I think don't know, needs to win, but I think if Mox wins, then like, you kind of have like the option if he teams or not. you know.
0: This is a tough one.
1: And he can finally beat Danielson, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know how he kind of never... Never did.
0: has. I'll take Danielson just because of maybe...
1: Could go either way, so that's not...
0: And that could be... See, He could even be like, see, you have stuff you could learn from me too, so why don't you come work with me and I That's can true. get you to that next yep. level kind of deal. I'll mm-hmm. take Danielson just because right. Danielson.
1: Um, CM Punk versus MJF dog collar match. Um, I took MJF. I think the need to counteract WWE knocko go 50-50 booking Agreed. and have MJF win strong here, called a day. He deserves another big win over Punk to keep him on track to the title eventually. Punk can definitely take the loss and the build has been great. I think MJF can win here. I think he might put, have to put over Wardlow, so that might be like where it kind of balances out yeah, for him. Yeah, it could be. And then they can heat him back up for the title eventually because i don't think losing the world was a huge setback and this would be a good win for
0: him yeah i take mjf as well i just think Mm -hmm. i don't know that just makes more sense to me and i think punk's at that point where he's willing to do that there's
1: any way where punk needs to win and
0: agree get away from the even steven idea like you can have the same person win multiple matches against the same person it's okay that happens in life malachi black right they did not it happens in life so Mm -hmm. yeah i'll take mjf
1: um Redragon versus the young bucks versus Drastic express for the tag titles um so i think it could go either way between champs and re-dragon either way the bucks aren't winning that's for sure i think drastic express haven't had a great run because i think the phoenix injury forced the switch i really think they're just like um, um a contingency they, plan yeah or they yeah. got like um off of based on circumstances or whatever yeah, I'm not sure their the hands were that, forced to give Yeah, yeah um I think this may be like where they transition the titles off, cause I think they're maybe just accidental transitional champions. But also, I think Red Dragon and the Bucks seem to like seem like they have their own thing going on, which doesn't need the tag titles. But I, I'm gonna. But go it would with, add a little bit, it right? It would add a bit yeah. for sure. So I'm I'm taking Red Dragon, cause I think they would make better champions. I think it uh, gets undisputed Era some gold and also adds to the storyline a bit. And I just like Red Dragon.
0: I'm taking Red Dragon too, cause I don't think it'll be the Bucks yet. And I think that is the story they're focusing on. Right. No, there's really there's really no story going on with Jurassic Express. So
2: other
1: than like Jungle Boy got thrown onto snow.
0: Right. So I think that the Red Dragon having the championship belts just adds more motivation and fuel to that story. So I think it's Red Dragon mm-hmm. as well.
1: Um, then we come to our main event, Adam versus Adam for the world title. Um I talk hangman, Cole's great. I love him so much he's one of my favorites it just doesn't make sense yet it just doesn't make sense for sure I agree. hangman deserves a good run i think you really should drop it down jeff i'm looking forward to this um two of my favorites in AEW for sure and favorites period right now um should be great but it's just not the right time for cole and i don't like to bet against him but it's just a safe bet
0: i agree i think it's set up for page to retain and have a bit more of a run right they're still building this guy as a like face of the company he's had really great matches promos are starting to pick up so i think it's still I think hangman's Cole can time
1: survive without a title and maybe go in the trio's titles too
0: right and AEW sort of uh, they're they do the longer title runs right um exactly so i think
1: people are saying like not everyone has to do that but i think hangman deserves it i
0: think he's somebody that they want to elevate i mean right? yes so. that's
1: what they've been doing with the world title, but a like it makes it more procedures and be like i don't know when it doesn't happen then it'll be more surprising or like and i think you have to kind of go on a case-to-case basis. I think yep. Mox made sense. I think Omega definitely made sense yep. more than anyone. I think Hangman deserves a long run. It doesn't have to be the full year, Robbie, no, but I think. No, but I don't think it's should, done yet. I think should go through at least half of this I year, agree. so maybe in the summer. Yep, it depends.
0: Yep. Depends who they build. Like I, Again, I agree with you. It's, I think you're building MJF to mm-hmm. take this and just be a crazy hero champion for a I while. I could see that happening. Yeah, fair enough. Mm-hmm. So I agree with that one as well. Mm-hmm. We got a few different picks, right? So, yeah. It'll be interesting. We'll I get back. Sure. I'm. pretty sure we'll review that. I would yes, imagine, right? I think so
1: it's a pretty stacked card. I mean, there is a few matches too many. I definitely think. Like, yeah. I think you, it's going to be lengthy. You could take out the I. Like I don't know. I'm not thrilled about the trios match, but at least that's kind of like a big tornado thing for a pay per view. I feel like yeah. you could, if you pluck the TBS title match out and Jericho Kingston stick down on Dynamite, make Dynamite more interesting hmm. and thin out the pay per view card. It's going to be a script. long night but I feel like. I think like. generally it's pretty stacked like I'm really excited for Mox Danielson Me too. the main event which will be the World Title. I think title the match. tag team triple threat will be fun. I think the tag triple threat that Kings might be Jericho my most anticipated good. actually. I'm not I'm just for whatever reason I think the three way tag will be really interesting Show Stealer so, could be. Yeah, yep. I, I'm and I It's weird because I'd love Cole and Hangman, but I think the tag time, I mean, the dog collar match would be pretty good, too. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff. So, yeah, Yeah, it's
0: a we check. uh, Keep your eyes peeled, as my mom would say, for a review of that. Hopefully we can get around to it on Monday or Tuesday night. Come down here and talk about it. But that's going to wrap up any other wrestling business and lead to our final segment, which we actually have some stuff this week. Some the, stuff, yeah. right? Is it a beefy segment this a week? bit, okay. And that is going to be Jack updating us on the world of wrestling action figures in Figuring It Out with Jack.
1: Yeah, so they're doing a Fan Fest Revolution. So there's a bunch of stuff. I'm gonna just go down, like in the post. So most most recently shown to least recently shown. Okay, makes sense. Um, so there's this. I'm not sure if it's a three pack or three separate figures, but they're doing um unrivaled. It's like unrivaled X Street Fighter, so it's three figures. I'm not sure if all together or not, but it's a Street Fighter Gear Elite from way back. I think it was at Fighter Fest. They might have worn it, Mm -hmm. or it was Street Fighter inspired. So it's like the, it's Ryu and someone else. Like so, you have Matt Jackson, like the white. Um, with the red headband, and then you have uh Nick Jackson in the red with the black headband, and then you have Omega in his same gear from Double or Nothing 2019, just with red hair and the the symbol painted on his back. Mm-hmm. And then you also have Wrestling Buddy for Omega. Um, the head scans are not great. I'm what hoping- is Wrestling Buddy? What the Wrestling Buddies.
0: Oh, sorry, sorry. Like the pillow things that yeah. I had of Macho Man as a yeah. kid. Nice. so
1: those are kind of cool. I do like those, in they're GameStop exclusives, so that's actually possible for us now. Oh, right. So that's nice. pretty cool. Um, a lot of the head scans here aren't looking great, but I, I've heard like the these prototype ones are hand painted, so I'm hoping these are just like preliminary ones, as they say. Um, so next we have some reveals for the Supreme line, which is like their answer to the Ultimate Edition line the WWE does accept better i think <laughs> yeah so um because i'm it'll be kind of in reverse so it's kind of weird but so we have um supreme series two malachi black nice. so it's really nice so basically i think it's same as the unrivaled figures it is like unrivaled supreme collection so it's yeah it's unrivaled supreme Should they have those butterfly joints on the shoulders and marks are so he's got he's got quite a few heads and so he's got
0: he's got that's an odd sentence to say yeah
1: so he's got one head where it's kind of smiling like and you know when he had the early paint where it's just kind of like eyeshadow on the mm-hmm. one side so it's kind of like that then you got one one straight face and then one grimacing face where he's got black and white paint so a little more paint to those um heads and then i'm not sure if they're two separate heads entirely or just masks but he has two different masks he has like that skull looking one mm-hmm. you know like the bone looking yes, one. yes i do. And he's got like this I like gr- that He's got this gray skull one with like all this like blue like mask and stuff. Like he man, <laughs> it's like a gray skull, and then he's got like these giant horns coming out. So By two the different power masks. Of gray skull. I'm not sure if they're different heads entirely, but he's got two masks. At least three interchangeable heads, maybe five. Um, and then he's got the and his entrance cloak thing. I um, and like maybe a vest. I don't know. There's like a lot of entrance gear you get, and you get two different ring attires with these cool. figures. So it's really cool. You get trunks for black. And you get, like, the the shorts he wore a couple times with the red design on it. So you get two different ones. And I think he's got, like, cloth knee pads on, which is kind of interesting. So that, that one looks really nice. I, I really like that. I'm definitely going to get that because I think that's a really cool one. And my favorite reveal they had done was um Unrivaled Supreme Series 2, Kenny Omega. It's so awesome. <laughs> so he comes with interchangeable heads and in AEW mic, AEW title. And so the first ring attire you get, so you get two ring attires again. And Omega's ring of gear is just awesome. He so love you love it. It's so awesome. Um, So the first gear is like the black and gray one that he wore at full gear when he lost to Hangman. And then the other one is this. um. Uh, this other one, I forget what, it's. I think they're saying it's from, someone said it's from Demon Slayer, but it's like, you know where he had like the weird patterns with the dragon ones? Like this blue and white one? It's like, you remember that phase you went through where he was wearing like the gear with like these weird patterns? Oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. They were, you you knew they were inspired by something, Yeah, you didn't know what. So anime like, or something, Yeah, it was generally. like a blue and white one. Right. It looks so nice, I I really like it. Um, and then you get like an entrance coat too. So you get two different ring gears. And I like that they're pretty different mm-hmm. in concept too. So You would love that. So it's pretty nice. And then you get four head sculpts. I really like this because so the, what they've done is they've done two blonde hair sculpts for Omega with the beard. One's kind of mouth open and one's kind of like grimace. And then you get two different head sculpts with the handlebar mustache and the black and blue hair. So you get like cool. both different looks of Omega, so, which I think is cool. And it kind of works out for like the black, the the mustache ones go with the one attire and then the blonde ones go with the demon slayer attire, but you could like mix match. So I like, you get kind of both looks of Omega. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really like, it feels like a really complete figure. I think it's really nice. I'm totally getting that. Like it mm-hmm. just looks awesome. Um, and then there's Supreme series one. You get a Brit Baker, which is, I think is in the Britsburg gear with like the white and gold. I think that's really nice. She's got a straight face kind of like, you know, when, when she does a smirk face and then you also get like a smiling face and you get like the glove hand one on, you get the women's title. I'm not sure if it's an update one. And then you also get a Britsburg t-shirt and then promo pants. So her oh, ultimate cool. gear is a promo gear. So that's kind of cool, which I think is a good way to do her promo we gear. We do like the white and gold generally mm-hmm. in this household. That's a great color palette, of course, always. It is. Then there's Cody Supreme one, which is kind of ironic because he's on his way out. But, or he is out. Um, So last Cody. Not like he hasn't had enough. <laughs> um, so the first gear was like, it's like this American looking one. I can't remember. I think he, I want to say he debuted against a go go, but like, hold on, I'll try to show you. But it's, it's, um, this one. Remember that? Yes. He either debuted against a go go or against Malachi Black. Go go. Where's that guy? I don't know. He's got like a smiling one, a kind of a smirking one, and then a screaming one. And then his alternate gear is like this half gold, half red tights. And you also get a cost shirt and the entrance jacket from that. Of course, the weight belt too. Mm-hmm. Um, those are two nice ring gears. I would actually probably get that too. I'd like these. there's. It's really cool. Then you get um unmatched series or sorry unrivaled um series eleven Darby Allen already to eleven series of the first wow. series
0: so that's pretty cool moving quick. Mm-hmm. They must be um, selling that or else they yeah, wouldn't yeah. keep doing it.
1: Um, you get we have unrivaled eleven Darby Allen so it's in like these green pants they're baggier than normal pants it's not like the skin tight pants, and um it's like the half sting half Darby oh, um, yeah. paint. Oh yeah, I remember that. So I want to say this is from the Street Fight just based on the gear I'm right. not 100 percent sure but I think it is that's pretty cool um unrivaled 11 penelope ford in like a purple and black gear, so that's pretty nice oh and, wow she got a figure and it. then
0: oh yeah you were so excited you saw this as we were getting ready unrivaled to.
1: Unrivaled series 11 kip sabian we did it baby you'll be the only
0: one to buy one they probably made did it. one just for you we did it yeah so they are they listening to us because they made they a kip sabian listening. figure and they're doing the interchangeable legs yes which they you are also listening. called for exactly they so listen they we, know we did it guys we did it congratulations
1: we did it everyone i'm sure everyone else also wanted feels a as strongly as you yeah. about these things um got on rival 11 jungle boy in like kind of a purplish gear which i think is kind of because i don't remember him wearing purple so that's kind of interesting there's no luchasaurus which i think is kind of odd um there's chris jericho and like the oh my god what is the? What do you think this look? I'm trying to like. It's like a fumigate not fumigator, like something like that. Like a mechanic like or something. Like yeah. Like a plumber. Yeah.
0: It's like just pl- coveralls. Plumber
1: look. Um. So it's Jericho, and like I think it's from Blood and Guts that they wore that, right? Looks like um, nails. <laughs> and like, and It's just black. Yeah. Yeah. So it's Jericho, and I think the Blood and Guts gear. Right. So. Yeah, that's gonna be a theme. Um, we have Adam Cole in his the black and white gear. So already in Adam Cole, like until they're on it, mm-hmm. like they revealed the first punk pretty quick too. Like we won't, we're only getting images of it today, but like they came out with it pretty quick. Um, we have the white and purple Wardlow, which I believe is also from Botting and Glad, So that's pretty cool. I like the all white gear. Um, always, um, we have Taz, which I showed you and it's just, that was just kind of odd. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, and it's not, it's not like it's a luminaries collection. Taz, like the Jeric, the Corazon de Leon Jericho, it's mm-hmm. current Taz. So, that is there. Um. Then we have <laughs> me, we have a red and gold mural, which I think looks really nice. Um. It's called like it's the one. Remember when he had the TNT title on his shorts?
0: Where's he been, by the way? I have no idea. I just realized he like, just faded since the tournament. Right. Yeah, but it's so
1: it's the gear when he had the TNT title on yep. the shorts. That's, right. that's pretty nice. I think that one looks really nice. Um. We have Andrade Alilo in the world's greatest ring attire.
0: Your oh the baseball pants. Yes, you love those the pinstripe yeah. pants.
1: <laughs> yeah um and um he has uh he comes with the skull mask I'm not sure if it's an alternate head entirely or just a mask but it does come with that we have jake hager and the blood and guts gear the coveralls again we have a black and red baker unrivaled 10 um these are all unrivaled figures so far i'm not listening to series my bad um we have unmatched series seven so we have just the lineup no images for this yet but so we have cm punk and so that'll be interesting. Another Punk. I'm hoping it's like either the camo trunks or the red trunks. Like, you know, something different. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Thunder Rosa, which is pretty nice. She's already getting two figures, which I'll talk about later on. And we have the entire Death Triangle in the series, which I think is pretty cool. interesting. Yeah. And then I'm telling you, they're on it quick because they're already put... Hook is in the series. Yeah, already Hook. Hook. So that, that's kind of cool.
0: People want Hook. Mm-hmm.
1: And so then Send on Hook. Match Series 6, so we'll get another Brody Lee. So that's cool. They're still they're still bringing him in. Awesome. Uh, Ruby Soho. Proud and powerful again. Love to see them again. Another yep. Malachi Black, so that will be pretty cool. Nice. And then an Owen Heart figure. Oh wow. Yeah. Cool. Luminaries collection Own Heart. So they that are, will be a collector's it was, item. That is pretty cool. For sure. Um next we have an equally exciting Unmatched Series 5 Sean Spears.
2: Okay. In the Blood and Guts gear, the sure. white
1: and purple, so that's pretty nice. And I think there's an upcoming FTR figure, so maybe they'll get the white gear too. That'll be pretty nice. There's that LJN Darby, which got delayed from Unmatched Series 3, so it's Unmatched Series 5 now. Um, on Match Series 5, Brian Danielson. Already getting Brian Danielson. So nice. that's pretty nice. I'm definitely gonna get that. I think that'll be really nice. Um we have new wrestling buddies. There's gonna be MJF, Pentagon, uh, John Moxley, Sting, Punk, Phoenix, and Jericho. So that's pretty cool. Then I so I showed you they revealed this two pack, uh, which I think is ringside exclusive. It's an AEW Unmatched sexes so you get... I'm pretty sure it's a re-release of the Unmatched Series 2 Brody Lee, the black and gray, except you get the white coat this time, and you also get a negative one figure, so it's a memoriam set for Brody Lee, and nice. you also get the Teen really cool thing for them to do, so I think that's really cool. Um, I prom- like I, th- I don't know, that's just really cool. Um, and then there's just more, Im- there's more images for stuff, because so far it's just been rendered, so there's some other stuff. Oh yeah, so... Um, there's the unri- images for Unrivaled Series 9. So, like, they had actual, like, um, demo figures up or whatever. Yeah. Like, you know, like, um, in, like, the case at the FanFest, they right. had, like, physical figures in, like, cases. So, there's um, Unrivaled 9 Thunder Rose in, like, a black and brown gear. And then her chase variant is a uh, blue gear. I think it's funny. um, Her normal variant has face paint on the left side, and then the chase variant has face paint on the right side. Cool. Isn't that funny?
0: Yeah, that's cool. That's a good idea.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so then we have uh 9 Ricky Starks and like a uh, blue gear, so that's pretty nice. And I told you his chase variant is the one he was mocking Darby Allen. So he's got Darby Allen paint on the right side. Oh yeah. So that's kinda that's kinda cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, he- that, like that's not something you need to release in the main line, Forgot but that'll that. be that'll be like a collector thing, right? So that's kinda that's kinda cool. Um then there's speaking of Team Taz, there's also Powerhouse Hobbs in the series, his nice. baby figure, that's pretty nice. Eddie Kingston, which I'll show you, cause it's one of those ones that I think the initial head looks shaky. You know yeah, I mean? not great. It looks right? like so ricochet I'm, to me. <laughs> right, I'm thinking like it'll, it'll like once you get the real one, it'll be better. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Christian, that sucks, and Brian Cage. So that's really cool. I'm happy Brian Cage is getting a figure. It's like um, half black, half white with yellow highlights. So that's pretty nice, actually. Cool. Um, then I told you first. So on match four, there's promo gear Hangman. And Great. promo gear Cody, which I think is kind of interesting, just solely promo gear. So, an interesting approach. Uh, gold and black Jade Cargill, um, the white gear for MJF. So, he's getting the white gear treatment as well. Of uh, the Corazon de Leon Jericho, mm-hmm. um, the Luminaries collection, and then uh, CM Punk for Unmatched Series 4, which is going to be the normal one, will be the long tights, and the chase variant is the trunks. Of course, the better one is the one that I'm not going to get. <laughs> so that probably is so nice of them oh sorry i thought they you were wrapping that. up because i wanted i want trunks punk and they're not gonna let me get it no. um i think that is pretty much it well that is it All right. yeah
0: good that was that's nice because you got there was a couple weeks where there was nothing right so this week we got a lot to make up for it a
1: lot of cool stuff too i think that supreme line definitely has some good potential i'd love the interchangeable ring gear yes you do you've been calling for that forever i -hmm. I just want you to do that with seth rollins Mm -hmm. because i love his ring gears
0: well, that was a pretty lengthy episode. Not We we did pretty good. It's not. I thought we were going to push three hours. We're at almost 240 right now. So pretty lengthy. Um, almost, almost. Appreciate anyone that made it through this much and listened right to the end. We love that about you. Uh, if you'd like to contact us, I haven't put it out there in forever, fnswrestling at gmail.com, fns underscore wrestling underscore, underscore podcast yeah. on Instagram, or leave a YouTube comment if you'd like. We'd love to hear from anybody about anything your thoughts on the world of wrestling, how we're doing, any thoughts you have on anything, feel free.
1: Any oddly specific insults.
0: You can definitely get a reply from me or Jack or both. So we'd love to hear from anybody. But uh, again, we'll probably be putting out a review of the AEW pay-per-view. What is it? Revolution? I keep forgetting names. Indeed it is. So I imagine we'll come down here Monday or Tuesday to talk about that. So uh, keep an eye out for that. Wherever you're listening to this, you'll also find that probably in the next couple days. And other than that, we'll definitely be back next Saturday for episode 86. So thanks again for joining us. We hope to see you back here next Saturday for another episode. And until then, take care.